a lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Single home, one television. I will wash the dishes, tell my little sisters I'ma make it one day in a music witness. Grew up listening to salt and pepper, Roxanne Chante and a couple others. Whatever happened to women and substance? Nowadays, only a couple of us, so I fill my cup up with plenty of it. Double up, they say it's all or nothing. I was born with nothing, did a lot of struggling. So before I go, I'ma accomplish something. I promise I'ma find a way to take care of my family. I 
my mama who she wanna be. She told me open one from Tyler Perry would be sweet. Fly my whole hood out to the awards. My niece and nephews ask for anything, the world is yours. I share my blessings with the best of them. My time is now, no looking back, pray for the rest of the I see what you're doing, I see what you're doing. Myself, Trey Frazier, and Maestro Styles here yeah, in the house tonight, yeah. y'all. Hey, y'all, listen, log on to Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. And just search our homepage. And when you do, click on the yellow follow button so that when we go on live, you'll get email notifications of when we come on live. And you could also jump in the chat room with us as well as we're doing the show live. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. If you got any questions about the show, you can hit us up through email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. And we also got the WordPress blog site. Just go to wordpress.com and check out Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, and you'll see a bunch of our uh, blog sites there. Just want to welcome some folks here in the chat room. Uh, I see Big L. Big L, what up? up in here. Big L, was good, was good. Uh, Maestro, what's good, man? going on? Hey, look, man, let's get straight into it, man. Pittsburgh Steelers is going to the Super Bowl. You sure about uh, that? I'm positive about that, man. Hey, look. Hey, look, man. Fuck the Patriots. Uh, fuck the NFL. This is Pittsburgh Steelers League right now. And it's about time we make it happen. Well, Hashtag well, Stairway to 7. Hashtag Here We Go. We run the North. We holding down the North. It's all gravy. Hey, life is good, man. Well, we, we, we're going to break that game down a little later in the show. But uh, would I be wrong to wish that a sinkhole would just form in the middle of the field in Foxborough? Because I hate the Patriots as much as I hate the Steelers. And it's really hard for me to really I'm, – I'm, I'm kind of in sports hell right now because two of, the best te- two of the teams that I hate the most – are in this game, and the New York Knicks are playing some dreadful basketball right now. What, lost last 11 out of 13? Lost the last 11 out of 13. Mm -hmm. They they lost to a buzzer beater by Dennis Schroeder last night in the game against the Hawks, and then they lost to the Sixers on a buzzer beater Mm. by some no-name cat Mm. the other week, man. So the Knicks is just struggling right now, man, and uh, Phil Jackson met up with Carmelo Anthony today to talk about Something. I mean, what do you think they're talking about? Get him the fuck out of there. Get him up out of there. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'd be talking about. And for the sake of the excitement of the finals, because that's all I'm looking forward to in the NBA, he need to go to the Cavaliers. Let's just send him to the Cavaliers. Let's go ahead and make this this. uh, If he wants the ring, finals. Let's go ahead and make this finals what it need to be. Um, because it's you know we already know who's gonna be in the finals for all intents and purposes. And, and quite frankly, Maestro, I think that move is going to make them the favorite over the Warriors if that That's move cool. was to happen. That's cool. But, I, yeah, let's, let's – let's, A slight favorite, Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and make it happen, man, because it, it, it needs to just go ahead and happen. Yeah, it, it needs to just go ahead and take place. Um, Phil Jackson is just basically burying Carmelo Anthony through the media and all this other stuff. And it's like, 
It's like, dude, you're the, you're the executive, you're the vice president of the Knicks. Like, why do you have to go through the media to criticize Carmelo? You could just do that in-house. You could just do that in the locker room if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, Carmelo's not appreciating it. Um, he's definitely not doing that. I would tell Phil, look, man, let's let's look at this contract. Let's get this no-trade clause out of here, and let's let's just make this thing happen. Send I mean, me to the Cavaliers, because it ain't no damn... L.A. Clippers ain't shit gonna happen for you in it with the Clippers. Yeah, Chris Paul got hurt last night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, twisted his ankle. Then definitely ain't nothing gonna happen for you over there. And we don't know about Blake Griffin's status either. And Blake Griffin, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apparently they have um, in both their contracts they have opt out clauses after the season. Chris Paul too. Chris Paul and And Blake Blake Griffin. Griffin, So it's possible that both those guys could be going someplace else after the season. Mm, good luck for them. Good luck to them. But yeah. they ain't going to the finals. And so their nah. championship window, nah. uh, whatever championship window they thought they had, that shit is over. So, I mean, it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much yeah. a wrap. I that. do want to say uh, happy belated birthday to Martin Luther King. Um, I think that's important to recognize. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, that's really, you know, really all, you know, just make sure you recognize your black heroes. So, uh, happy birthday to Martin Luther King. But I want to ask you, Trey, uh, how was life for you, man? Because, I mean, look, how are you doing? Because, look, my, my, I'm good. You know, I ain't really, I don't feel like I really punched you the way I should have punched you since Christmas. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I think a, a good time of self-reflection is good for you right now. I mean, it's, I mean, well, like I said, I'm in sports hell right now. My, my basketball team stinks. Um, they, they can't seem to have a winning record in the lowly Eastern Conference. My, my football team's defense um, basically blew the entire season. Um, and two of the most hated teams in the NFL that I hate the most are playing for the AFC. I mean... What, what, what else is what else is there to speak of? I mean, I mean I, you want to throw I mean, salt in the wound? I, I, just, I, I would I would appreciate it, man. I, I just want you to. I mean, look, you want you throwing salt in the wound right that's now, it, but that's man. cool though. That that that's cool. It, it's it's whatever, you know. Yeah, it's it's it it, it is what it is. Well, I guess we gotta talk about what's going on in the world, and uh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned with... you mentioned Dr. King's birthday, yeah. and and happy birthday to the king. Um. I hate the fact that this happened yesterday, but can can we free the bad guy tax season? Yeah, because yeah. uh, your, your your boy got uh, hemmed up by not just NYPD, bruh. We talking U.S. Marshals. Mm-hmm. We talking the New Jersey, whatever that organization is. I mean, DEA is like. And FBI is, like, pretty much all over this case right now. Right, right. So for folks that uh, aren't aware of the situation, and, and Maestro, just kind of going through social media yesterday, um, there's a lot of people that don't know who Taxstone is, and I'm not surprised that they don't know who he is. You said you was going, oh, social media. On social media. I'm just going oh. through Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and, you know, these... Media I think outlets. That's an age demographic thing, though, because it could be. It's, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I think anybody under thirty knows Taxstone is. It's, po- it's if possible. It's possible. Social media. Yeah. No, no, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. But I, I, I kind of saw that and was like, hmm, these people don't know who he is. But at the same time, like you said, you don't know what the age group could be. Yeah. In here and there, so. But just to kind of fill everybody in on what, what's going down with Taxstone, just let me kind of refresh going back to the middle of last year, so. 
back in May, rapper Troy Avenue, Brooklyn native, he and his bodyguard or his mans or whatever, um, they they go to Banger. they go to this place in New York called Irving Plaza. It's a you know a lounge, just a night Poppin joint, whatever, popping yeah. concert hall. And it was a, it was a Ti concert, and Ti was supposed to come on and do his thing. And Taxstone and his mans was apparently in the building as well. Now, even before this incident took place, there's been a back and forth history of Taxstone and Troy Avenue going at each other through social media. So, fast forward to May, they're in Irving Plaza at the night spot. They meet each other. They see each other. Guns get drawn. Um, Troy Avenue gets shot in the leg. Um, there's club footage of the video that's out showing Troy Avenue with the gun, pointing it at somebody, bucking it off. And I think at that point, at that time, Maestro Troy Avenue got arrested. They were trying to charge him for gun possession and all that. Yeah. So, so Grego, um, and we're going to hashtag this on Instagram. Grego wants you to do another tax stone impression. Oh, snap. In okay. Of, uh, so let me get my, let me get my little joint. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so yeah, the folks who Grego said he wants to see another tax stone uh, impression. We going hashtag this free tax stone. Just know that uh, we rapping. Yeah, what up to the bad guy tax season? Can can y'all free the bad guy right now? Yo yo, shout 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 out to all my peoples in jail right now. Um, I, I might be I might be headed up there with y'all, man. I, I could just caught this gun that. charge, you man. Didn't do that. What <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You could have just stuck to the regular old. I could have, I could have, but you know, I gotta make it. I gotta keep it funny though. Nah, but free tax though, man. But, I hope, uh, I hope you ain't going to jail for that shit. I really do. Yeah, for real. But if you if you do go tax don't be safe though, man. Be 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 safe though, oh, for man, for real, for real. But no, but 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 in all seriousness though. So let's let's kind of fast forward to Christmas, Maestro. I don't know if you read this story. Troy Avenue gets shot again around Christmas week in East Flatbush. And there's a lot of people out there that... Oh, are, when he was shooting his music video and then riding through Brooklyn. And in his Maserati. Maserati. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And um, there's people out there that feel like one of Tax Stone's crew members had something to do with that shooting that, that happened shooting around in, in, in December. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Tax Stone gets arrested from his aunt's house in East New York. Mm-hmm. They're not his house, his aunt's house. And right now, they're just trying to figure out what, what the deal is. I mean, they got DNA on the gun that allegedly shot man, Troy Avenue I, in the I lane. ain't going to lie, man. And, and, and I know, I know. well, let me say this. As a fan, and maybe I'm being biased because I'm a fan of Tax Stone. I'm a big fan. That could be, that could, that's p- very plausible. I'm a big fan. It seemed like they just trying to spend something on this, man. It just feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they had they didn't have beef for a stint. I mean, obviously, whatever the issue is. They being Troy Avenue and tax. tax yep. I, it's been so, you know, I don't really remember what the beef was about. It's been so long ago since they last really, he really last got into it. But Right. Um, I would like to believe that he's in a, in a like, or he's trying to get into a spot where, um, you know, he ain't got he ain't into that shit no more. Right, um, right. So I would love to just at think least he that, was on his way. To yeah, be, to getting I mean, out of that. Ain't no re- 
I mean, again, again, totally plausible if I'm being biased and I just don't want nothing, you know, I don't want him to be back into that bullshit because, uh, I mean, he, he a good entertainer. Like, I listen to his podcast. I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a big I time just, fan yeah. of Tax Stone. So, but I, again, I, I hope he... I just hope he ain't with them shits. Like, he, you know, I just, yeah. at the end of the day. It, it's not a good look in, in, in so many angles. But if he is, man, um, look, you, you know, you, yeah, you got to pay the guy. If you do the crime, you got to pay the guy. I was just about to say. But I hope, you know, there's some, you know, you can come back from all this. I mean, yeah. he got enough buzz, and he's always had enough buzz on social media. Yeah, where, the, the, the lawyer dude that was on his podcast that one week. Uh, Kenneth Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. He, he gonna need that brother to yeah. bail that dude out, man. But, um, and, and there's another part of the story, Maestro. Um, I forgot this guy's name. I think his name is Wack 100. This oh, guy yeah. that, oh, um, yeah, yeah, games manager. Yeah, games manager. I think he managed Ray J, Soldier Boy, and some mm-hmm. other acts out there. So, what's up, Milk and Cookies? Him and Taxstone got into a. Twitter be false, yeah. Through social media, straight up telling the dude to suck his dick, all right? On social media <laughs> moments, really. I mean, not even uh, maybe a day before, like moments before the police that came and arrested Taxstone. So a lot of people are kind of targeting that situation with this case, which I don't, you know, I really yeah, don't see. Don't a lot, see a lot of people are saying that maybe Wack One Hundred snitched on him, or that Troy Avenue snitched on him, and. All, all types of stories keep kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But for, for me, as a Tax Stone fan, and as a fan of the Tax Season podcast, this just means that I, I got to listen to Drink Champs more. I, I got to listen to Michael Rappaport's uh, podcast a little bit more now. Um, well, I mean, I mean, not to be funny or anything got, like I think that. He, well, but, I think he got some episodes in, 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 the, in the cuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure. sure he got some of that I'm going sure. on. Um, but one way or the other, man, um, it's, it's not good for the brand though, too. Well, I, I don't know if it's bad for the brand at this point because, um, it, this is what everybody kind of, you know, yeah, it was anticipated. Kind of mystique, well, no, not even that. This is, that's kind of the mystique to tax stone. Like the reason why people like him and his core audience is people from the streets and they, he relates to it, so I don't know that it hurts his brand amongst that. He'll always right. have his cult following. Right, I right. think moving forward, maybe it could be uh, yeah. detrimental. But as long as he got that cult following, right, he that that he can get that that Hollywood following back slowly. You know, talking about as far as sponsors and things of that nature. Right, right. Yeah, like you and athletics. Uh, and uh, yeah, Bevel. like a, a person, a wise person, to always told me in the music industry that says. Um, if you got the streets, mm-hmm. you you got the music industry. You you really if you, if once you like the streets down, that's when the bids and that's when no doubt. that's when you it's, it starts in the streets. It don't start with you know you trying to find somebody that could put you on. If you when you start building enough people in the streets that genuinely mess with whatever it is that you do, then that's when the people from the higher ups and the officers come and see what you know. That's true. What's all the all the fussing about in the streets. That's so, true. So tax stone, I think, would be good in that in that situation i think yeah i i hope so man and and the other thing i I failed to mention was that he's been arrested he's been to jail twice already yeah for you know gun possession and robbery so if somehow they try to hit him up with this because of the past then which i think got a lot to do with it you know like his past yep you know yep yep so 
you know, tack stone, hold your head up, man. Uh, be safe, though, like I said. And, man, just, you know, just, just keep your head up on this one. All right, man, so I feel like I need to make this a separate subject, man. I just need to get it off my chest. I just need to deal with it and get it over with because when I talk about Antonio Brown again, I just want to talk about football. Um, look, I've come to this conclusion. I've been thinking about it all day. I watched the uh, the Facebook Live video okay. um, on YouTube yesterday. Right. Um, and... Antonio Brown might be gay, man. Why you say that? Look, it's it's been signs, you know what I'm saying. It's been signs or whatever. And and and, and before I and before I go into how the I twerking, yeah, nah, he ain't twerking. Pop his coochie. He that's what he did. Um, and if you gay, that's fine. I don't care. That, that ain't my business. I ain't got to deal with you. As long as you doing what you got to do on the football field, hey, more power to you. You know. But look, man. Well, maybe he's both. Maybe he's bi. Uh, well, I don't. Well, if you both, because he's got he's got kids, right? I don't know. That's a great I, I, question. I think, but I, I think he has a son. Well, if I'm not mistaken, that's, But but that's why I said maybe he's both. All right, well, maybe he, maybe he likes I both mean, maybe women he and was, girls. Maybe he was gay. Or, or or maybe in this society, there's no such thing as males being both. You either one or the other. I mean, in, in my book, yeah. <laughs> but hey, man, <laughs> there's no yeah, such thing I, as yeah. males being both. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't truly believe in that. Once you suck a dick, you suck the dick. It's no, that's it. There's no that's getting it. around that. There's, there's um, no resurrection. Yeah, it's from definitely that. no getting around that. I hope this ain't the one episode my mother turned to try to tune tune into. Um, yeah, I, yeah. But once you suck a dick, dog, that, that's you, it. You're I don't, grown I don't, man, man. You'll be. Uh, well, no, nah, well, I, I, I firmly, well, let me say, Monica firmly instructed my mother don't listen, and uh-huh. you know, but I don't know, she was, she, she like shared a post the other day, like she might feel like oh, she's supported, yeah, now nah, I appreciate that, but right, just don't listen, cause, but anyway, <laughs> getting back to this, yeah, um, it, it's been signs, man. I mean, the nigga dance, I mean, Chris Brown could dance, but you don't think he gay? Okay, Antonio can. I mean, I ain't saying Antonio Brown can okay. dance like Chris Brown, but you know, like right. the, you know, like if you if you call if you call Odell Beckham gay, which there have been plenty of signs. I mean, outside of the whole hot tub thing, if you call right. him gay, and if you took away the hot tub thing, you just saw him dancing at Drake House with a whole bunch of other dudes, right. and you know, what I'm the saying the mannequin challenge yeah, where would, his head is right near you somebody's would kinda, crotch. You yeah. would kind of, you know, he kind of iffy, right? Yeah, well, little suspect. Yeah, I look at all these same things, and I'm thinking about it. Antonio Brown is doing all these same things, man. He's doing all of these same things that o- Odell Beckham is doing. Him and Odell Beckham have a great, um, I guess, friendship. I guess, which I, I, I kind of bashed. I kind look, of bashed Odell Beckham look. for that because you about to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, look. and you at this man crib. Days before the game, dancing and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, come on, dude. And yeah. then when AB scores that touchdown in that game, he did Odell Beckham man. is on the sideline. He's just smiling. I'm like, nigga, what you smiling for? Yeah, man. Get you yeah, behind man. back on the field and score, produce. So, so there's that. And then uh, this Facebook Live video, man. And, and let's be clear, I, I watched, I watched it until it got gay. Right. Um. Well, what was? Let me. Before you move on, sure. Because because I, I I didn't see the video. I just heard the soundbite of Tomlin going off about the Patriots, which 
hey, I'm all good with it. If Tomlin wants to sound off about the Patriots, I'm fine with that. But what was so gay about Paul is great, the, though, and he glows. He glows. I don't know what that Pause. means. But, but like, toward the end of the video, because you saw it, what was what was so gay about it? Well, this is what's gay about it. Okay. Point blank and period. And I understand you're a football player, and, and football players, they take showers amongst each other and things like that. But it was just too much for me, and it's probably why I would never play football. The locker room play. scene. I mean, Facebook Live, you can't edit it. Right, right. Niggas just ass naked walking through the locker room. Right, right. He yeah, just, towels it's, it's, and No, stuff. no. Ass naked in the, like, if, if I'm right here and my thermostat is right there. Right. In the Facebook Live video, it's just a nigga just walking ass out, whatever, whatever. Oh, my, uh. Um, when you turn, when he, he turned to the, uh, to the left or the right or whatever. Right. And it's another dude just, you know, drying his nuts off over oh, in his face. Come on. It, it just got uncomfortable. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable okay, with that. Okay. And look, uh. look, I'm social media. <laughs> look, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but I, I mean, you were holding your phone, so I mean, it's like, even if like you saw it, even if you glance, oh shit, I don't want nobody, I don't want to see that. Right. Just flip the, you know, flip the screen. You know what I'm saying? Flip the screen for the for the heterosexual people around here that don't want to see that shit. That just wanted to see you talking about the win, and you know what I'm saying? Because the idea, I ain't gonna lie. With wow, and, that's terrible. And getting and getting more into the Facebook Live situation. Right. I know that the locker room is sacred, and that wasn't supposed to be for us to see. Right. But it was refreshing to see because. Um, everybody that respects Mike Tomlin know that that side of, that there's that side to him. You sure, know what I'm saying? Sure. But he doesn't. And and not just that, I'm sure that most of the coaches in the league yeah. are like that. Yeah. But we don't get to see it because, you know. Right. Because of that, you know, that we don't, that's the sacred, that lock Absolutely. Sacred thing. Yep. So, seeing it, or hearing it rather, because Tomlin did, obviously Tomlin didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, uh, Antonio Brown was around the corner. Uh, you know, doing his thing or whatever, and Tomlin was out there screaming, and they was cussing. They, you know, they was it right. was like if you ever been into a been it was into a, a it was a it was a manly locker room. If you ever been in a, yeah. female, in a football atmosphere, right? It was that a lot of testosterone, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. so it was it was niggas cussing. Um, yeah, and, and and you know, Tomlin called the Patriots and or Belichick assholes, and it wasn't even like it was a shot. It was more like. These assholes that we got to play next week, like we trying to win, right. it wasn't like a shot for real. It was like a, right, you know right. what I'm saying? I'm I'm lit. But it's for it's for his audience. It's like me calling you an asshole. Right. It's like me calling you an asshole. Me and you ain't beefing. Right. Right. But if, right. If we in competition right now, and I call you an asshole, it's because we we in sure. competition right sure. now. Sure. It was that type of an asshole. Um, but he put he put Tomlin in a situation where it's because and I, um I was listening to somebody talk about. I think it was uh. Might have been Steven. No, it was uh, Shannon Sharp. He was talking about how um, you know they got to go to these coaching coaches meetings, mm-hmm. and um, you know what I'm saying it's, it could be a situation where a nigga be like, yeah, all that shit you was talking in the in the in the locker room that day, right? But I would think, but so I could see that point of view, and and I would take Shannon Sharp's, um, you know, that's what he do or that he did in his life, so maybe he would know more than me. But I would think. That Belichick know 
motherfuckers talk shit about him in the locker room, just like sure. he talks shit about motherfuckers in his own personal sure. locker room. Um, Antonio Brown, though, it, but it is, it, but it is that thing about just hearing it. Yep. Like nigga, I'm an asshole. Like it's nigga, one, fuck yeah. you, you bitch ass. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one it, thing to know in the back of your mind you got other coaches talking about it. you. It's exactly. Thing to actually, hear it. I guess, but I, I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's no real for real big deal. But you can't be putting your coach in situations like that. Um, Mike Tomlin came out with a statement today saying, you know, he regrets saying that and. You know, Antonio Brown is going to be punished, which he should be. Yeah, um, he should be punished. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have backtracked on shit. Like, nigga, I was in a locker room talking my shit. I wouldn't backtrack but, either. But he had to do the PC thing. I, I, I get it. It's Again, it was just, for me, at the end of the day, it was just me. It was refreshing to see um, a locker room situation. Like, right. To hear Tomlin talking real live. Like, right, If right. he wasn't on camera. Like, I would love to sit there and have a conversation with Mike Tomlin where he not being PC. Yeah, I would have... Like sound like he a real nigga to me. Right, right. You know yeah, I would have I would have kept it 100. I wouldn't have backtracked. But I, I love what Belichick said in his press conference. He said, I'm not on snap face or... What was the other thing he said? He, 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 tried, to, he, tr- he tried to mix two of the social media yeah. sites to make it to one. Might have which, really thought it was that, though. He owed a shit. Oh, yeah, but I think he knows yeah, exactly what they mean. He's just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, Belichick is very cerebral like that. When it, when it comes to things like that, so um, yeah, man. But I, I did want to get that out of the way. Antonio Brown might be gay, man. Yeah, I think he was too comfortable with Facebook Live and niggas drying their nuts off and niggas being ass naked in the in the damn. <laughs> I, 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 felt, I just felt like he was too comfortable with that. I, 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 I wish I didn't have to hear that part of it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm been, glad I didn't see the video. Yeah. Grego says you would have backtracked two of the owner told you to. That's a good point, though. What I had, I mean, me. That's, if the owner came to you and said, said, "Listen, me, you can't you do to that to the player. You got to go and keep it PC." I could understand that. I, I, I can understand that. Now, if the Rooney's said nothing, if I'm Tomlin, I'd be like, "Look, I said what I said. I meant what I said. Um, I'm not going to backtrack on anything." Yeah. But I, but I, I I agree with Gregor's point. So. Oh, no. I, I don't know. I, I mean, well, let's say this: it'd have been a it'd have been an interesting argument because the rooms ain't gonna fire Tomlin if he didn't backtrack. Right, right. Well, let me let me help you a little bit, Maestro. Antonio Brown is the best receiver in football. Sure. And while us as fans of our teams, prospectively. We don't have relationships personally with these players. We just know them because they play for our special team. So as long as a guy keeps producing for your team, he can do what he want off the football field. I mean, in in your eyes, all you care about is him scoring touchdowns, racking up yards, and all that stuff for your team. I mean, he can't kill a motherfucker. He can't get caught. He can't get. He can't get caught doing no gay shit. He can't get caught. Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess he could, but yeah. I'm, I'm my so my whole point is that, is just man. separate the player from well, the that, guy well, personally. Well, well, I mean, yeah, you could say that, but that Facebook Live thing wasn't that wasn't cool though. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm totally I mean, with I, you. I mean, at that. the end of the day, they're not going. They're not going to, uh, you know, uh, you know, sit him down. They're not going. He's not going to miss. 
the most important game of the year. Yeah, they're not benching him. They're going to find him, maybe, maybe. I said that they're going to find him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I would find him to the fullest, you know, to the highest amount that I could find him. Right. It'll be one of two things. Either they'll find him. Or they'll maybe sit him out a series or two in the game. Yeah, and once and once they realize that that second receiver ain't who Antonio Brown is, he gonna go right. They gonna go right back in there. They gonna they gonna lift the suspension per se. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a break for a couple minutes, and we're gonna come right back and continue on with the show. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. We'll be right back. I love that. I love that. I love to see the homies get into it. Ain't nothing realer than that. You know, I love that crew love, the gang. You know, with a home team eating like the fan body level up. We all chasing the bag. Real recognize real. And the baddies recognize that too. That's why they want to be with us. I got one. And the bro got the other one. They get the best view over here. Cuz got the other one. You know kings need queens, right? Oh, they loving the crew, man. Yeah. Caught up in the rapture of love. Rock the sevens in Toronto, show the raptor some love. Take a picture with my niggas, try to capture the love. We from the bottom, but we trying to adapt the above. See, for y'all, that'll probably be a caption you love. But for us, it goes back to the strap and the gloves. Back to the birds of the white, we was trapping them dubs. Here today, going them all like a Snapchat for thugs. So you got to keep your circle tight. Never let it hula hoop. Niggas going to shoot their shot, especially when you the hoop. I'm going to do the sprint van till we all can do the coup. The war stories sound way better when you crew the troops. I want for me what I want for them, and I'm not a quitter. Most haters don't get better, they get bitter. My nigga couldn't hit her, so he said I had to get her. And if we both wanna fuck it, we can split her. One night with a hitter, made her reconsider. Paper on a strip club floor, bitch, we came to litter. But everything ain't gold just cause it fucking glitter. And if she ain't a gold getter, then vote get her. Before the road money, we was hood chugging. Before the baddies, we was plucking hood boogers. That just make the level up better. When life is a bitch and we ain't never upset her, my niggas. And it feels like love. And it feels like love. When it feels. Slop top groups in the winter, babe. We just moving like the winners, babe. Straight up if you feel the same. Shoot it out, slap box, a strap with the thugs. Went to all different cities on the map with the drugs. Instead of reing up, we just came back with the plugs. This is post rap. Yeah, I'm talking after the buzz. We became legends. They was pushing accurate cuz. Same brethren. We ain't know what accurate was. We had each other though. That's what impacted the love. This is back when you could bring gats in the club. Had to step light like his thumbtacks in the rug. And you still down. Throw a few cats as a dub. Trying to smoke something. We was really after the buzz. Like fly cats can't really adapt to the mud. If you ain't God, it ain't in your actions to judge. It is what it is. Turns into it was what it was. And um, you know the thirst come with the grub. And the dirtiest is the first one in the tub. And the tough guys really just be wanting a hug. Yeah, when they calm down after they bug, you realize they just caught up in the rapture of love. What? And it feels like love. And it feels like love. In the winter, 
Shop Sports Talk Podcast. It's Trey Frazier here in Maestro Styles yep. here in the house, y'all. All right, look, y'all, I got a special guest on the line here. Uh, I've been talking about her for about the past five or six months now here. Um, she's a uh, she's a Ryder University alum. She played Division One basketball for four years throughout her stay there. Uh, she's also the current assistant coach at Baruch College in New York City. Uh, she's sixth all-time in three-point shots at Ryder University, and she's also in the 1000 Point Club. I'm, I'm proud to call her my god sister and family friend, and we have here Janelle Henderson here in the house on the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Janelle, what's going on? It's me and Maestro Styles here. How you doing? Yeah, can you hear? Hello, can you hear? You're not. You're going in and out. Okay, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can hear you. Yes? Can you hear us? Yep, I can hear you now. I bet. All right, cool, cool, cool. So how's how's things going, Janelle? Um, things are going really well. That's you know, I'm progressing every day. I'm getting better. Thank God. Great, great, great. So um, let, let's talk about your blog site. It's called Valley of the Dry Bones, and I just yes. want you to share with everybody. And I've I've you know mentioned you a few times throughout our show here in the last few months about your journey through battling Hodgkin's lymphoma and things like that. So I, I just want you to let the fans know what inspired you to put this blog together and describe the journey that you've been through fighting this cancer. I know months after my mom passed away. Uh, so, you know, when my mom passed away, at the funeral for the genes for breast cancer, um, I knew that I never wanted to get tested for that gene because my mom first got diagnosed at the age of 35. And I knew last year I was turning 30. Hey, so I didn't want... Yes. Yes? Start from the top. I just didn't want to buy a mission story. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got yes, you. we got you now. Okay. <laughs> so you want me to go speak all over again? I mean, you you missed everything I said? You ain't got to make it <laughs> as grand as you did the first time. You can kind of summarize yeah. what you just previously said. Summarize. Okay, so ba- so basically what happened was my, I got diagnosed eight months after my mom passed away. Um, during the funeral, a lot of people were coming up to me and my sisters and asking us if we were going to get tested for the breast cancer gene. I personally didn't want to get tested for that because I knew my mom got diagnosed at the age of 35. I knew that last year I was turning 30, so I did not want to live my life waiting to 35. I have five more years countdown to see if I was going to get diagnosed with a cancer or breast cancer. But as you can see, I still got cancer anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so... God is still good in the midst of it. God, God, is, God is good. You know, I prayed on it. Um, I didn't really want to do the vlog. Um, my older sister 
Clarine, she basically was trying to force me to write because I'm not a writer. I don't like to write at all. Um, so she forced me, and one day I went to sleep, and the Lord told me to get up and write. So I actually wrote my first blog entry, and it sat for four days. Um, I had my youngest brother read it. He's the only one that read it, and he was going away to Argentina. And he said, oh, just sit and just look. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, yes, we can got you now. Okay. <laughs> so basically my first blog post um I had and it sat for four days. Um and then, you know, the rest is history. I prayed over it before I sent it out and not thinking that more than I not thinking that so many people was gonna read that. I probably thought like fifty people was gonna read it. You know, my family and a couple other people. And then it took off from there. So, how so. many people following your story now? Well, every time I write a blog, I get over a thousand views. Wow. That's each a, each awesome. blog. So each know, blog. So, we de you definitely touching the people. So, we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, and you know, you, you, you don't, and you don't do it, you know, to try to sustain. Yeah. You know, I, I did it, I did it basically because my mom's, my mom battled cancer privately. Unless you were close to her, um, unless you were like a you know, really close friend, or if you asked her, she would tell you about it. But she wouldn't ever tell anybody about it. So when she did pass, a lot of people were surprised because they didn't realize how sick she was. So I knew that I never wanted to be like my mother. And being so young, I knew that, you know, I could probably help somebody. Especially, you know, you... You know, folks in their 20s, they think that they never get sick or they think that, you know, something like this can't ever happen. Or you don't even think about it happening because you feel like you're so young. Yeah. So you feel like, you know, your mother or your aunt or someone older than you, you know, struggling and fighting cancer, or even sometimes little kids. So, you know, you just do it and try to help somebody. And if I could just help one person out there, yeah. you know, then I, then I, I feel like I did my job. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. It's so funny, too, because I'm the most athletic out of all my siblings. And at the end of the day, God chose me yeah, out of everybody. So, uh, you know, so. let me ask you a question. Um, mm -hmm. I think I got the best jump in the game. Um, oh, gosh. Here we go. Here we go. I feel like my jump is better than most. So I feel like we need to try to link up at some time in the near future. And, and, and just go ahead and have the have this shootout real quick and just go ahead and get it out. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going around the world challenging people to three-point contests. So, uh, but, why do you, but, but why do you think your jump is the best? I'm trying to figure I it out. Mean, I mean, do you have proof? They, they, they used to call me water <laughs> back in the day. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the jumper was all that. You know what I'm saying? The jumper was definitely all that. You know what I'm saying? All the girls like my jumper. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying my jumper <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm about to take I'm about to do a comeback tour. I'm about to call it the Water Hibachi Tour, and I'm gonna just go around the world just shooting people's faces off. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to uh, make you a victim. I mean, a member of the tour, and um, you know what I'm saying? We can get it popping. Now, as far as your jump shot, were you a standstill shooter? Did you come off screens? Can you create your own shot? I mean, you're a set shooter. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I shoot mm -hmm. them, you know what I'm saying? I got a, a little quick, 
little quick one two has he you know what I'm saying and then and I just shoot your eyes off. But he's like you, the Kyle Corbett type. Nah, nah, you know? no sir, I'm not. No sir, I'm not. Wait, <laughs> he said he said he said a one two shake shake. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, don't don't try to write that down, Janelle. Don't try to write it down. He's <laughs> Oh, okay. So you like to you like to run around, and come off screens. Yeah, I mean, I could do that too. I get it. I mean, I feel like I feel like I feel like I, I was Steph before Steph came out. I'm not gonna lie to oh, you. Oh, stop it! I feel like I was Steph before stop, he fam. before he came out. <laughs> I, I feel like my jumper was that nasty. Oh, stop it! You like the 250 Uh-oh. pound Steph? Hey, that's fine. I could be 250 pounds. The jump that ain't got nothing. Uh, okay. But you're not as quick as Steph. Or, or, or you weren't as quick as Steph. The shot's going down. That's what I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking Cause about. Because, you know, you know Steph's Steph shot is legit. Yeah, my... I, I think I think I think I'm messing with him, man. I ain't gonna. I, I think you I, think I, you you think you you think you messing with him? In my heyday. Oh oh oh. In my heyday. In your heyday. In your, in your heyday. I don't even think he was messing with him in his heyday. Nah, I think in my heyday I, I was burning him down. But um, I think I, no. I, I, I'm seeing that you a Warriors fan. Yes, I am. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Um, how long have you been a Warriors fan? I've been a Warriors fan probably since like 2009, maybe. Okay. Okay. So basically, since Steph got drafted, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Okay. You keep, That's what it was. You keep it on. You okay. Keep it on. Okay. I no doubt. That, I was, I was going no, but, na- but now I'm a Steph Curry fan. So and I've been leave, a Steph Curry fan since he was since he was in Davidson. So if he leaves, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. But I like I like I like the Warriors because I like the way the organization is. I like the organization. Right, like they have a great they have a great play. fan base. What if? You gotta play whatever, if. If. Gotta play whatever now. If he goes to the Milwaukee okay. Bucks, are you gonna become a Milwaukee Bucks fan? But he's not gonna go to Milwaukee Bucks. Right. I don't think he's gonna go there. If he if he if he if he does if he does go to a team, I think it would be Charlotte. But would you become a Charlotte Hornets fan? Bobcats, I'm sorry. I'm a, no, it's Hornets. See, I, I'm it's Hornets, yeah. See, see I'm, I'm not a LeBron fan. LeBron fans, they jump around from team to team to team. Uh-huh. If I have a favorite team, I'm going to stay a Warriors fan, but I'm a Steph Curry fan. Gotcha. So I would cheer for Steph Curry if he's on the Charlotte Hornets. That doesn't make me a Charlotte Hornets fan. All right, so you're so you rocking with the You know Hornets, what I'm saying? Because you know, you, know you know LeBron fans, whatever team he go to, yeah. they all of a sudden jump on that bandwagon. Okay. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Janelle, since we're talking about the Warriors <laughs> here, um, yeah. let's let's go back to the off season where Kevin Durant signs with the Warriors. And your, <laughs> and, and your thoughts, because when he first signed with the Warriors, I was like, I hate the move. I think it's whack. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's whack that he went to the team that took him out in the mm-hmm. conference finals. I didn't mm-hmm. like it at all. So, what were your thoughts as a fan? Honestly, I didn't think that he was going to leave. Um, I, I really, I honestly didn't think he was going to leave Oklahoma. But I was talking to my brother, and I was, and I was telling him, I said, if the team, if he leaves, the only team that would make sense would be Golden State because he's at a point where he's trying to win a championship. Uh-huh. Nine, and I knew for. I, I knew that he would go to Golden State, and it didn't matter because, you know, as far as Golden State, he could fit in. Mm-hmm. Like, people always not going to work, you know. It only has one ball, but their offense is basically predicated for you to move. Yeah. 
Like he he's 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 honestly become a, an efficient player. And you actually see him stop playing defense now because he kind of has to because they're so small. Mm-hmm. So you know he's actually having fun again, and he doesn't have to do too much work. But you know he he went he went to, he went to the team. <laughs> Who came back three one? But it's over though, right? Y'all got the championship. It, it's it's. Listen, I didn't say it was over. They still at the end of the day. <laughs> that's that's not what I'm saying, you know. But that, they still have to work. Well, yeah, but I mean, like they 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 still they still have to work. But if they get one piece. What they need to do is they need to get. I feel like they need to get maybe two more. No, they need to get one more playmaker, kind of that, that comes off the bench. And they need a solid center. Because Zaza, Zaza is not going to do it for them every night. And I've been saying that they need to get JaVale McGee anymore because his game fits for their team. Mm-hmm. Like, it fits for their team. Like, notice that they lob and every, it fits for their team. I mean, if he can stop doing stupid stuff and he can just learn how to just keep his hands up on defense, he'd be fine and block some shots. He'd be good. You know, you get it. You do it for spurts. But their team right now is better than it was last year. Besides, they they need a, they need a Barbosa. Um, we miss Barbosa. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I love Barbosa yeah, and Andrew Bogut. Everybody else, no. I just think about Harrison Barnes. We got to upgrade Kevin Durant because he pissed me off last year. Yeah. And Azili, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Texas is gone. He caused us to lose. Yeah, I'm telling you, every, to, every time I think about that, it makes me mad. I was just about to ask you, you don't miss Festus Azili? No, I don't. <laughs> so how you no, I don't. About, uh, he, he, he gave LeBron six He gave LeBron six points. Well, he gave, Le, he gave LeBron the championship. Uh, yes, he, he basically did. He, he basically did. He was terrible. I mean, really. He ba- he, oh, yeah, he basically did. And the, the fact that they kept switching, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you yeah, know. About Draymond right now. Draymond, I, uh-huh. people always talk about Draymond, but I love Draymond. I don't care what nobody says. I love him. You need a person like that on your team. Number one, he's a four-year player for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So, like he he is a winner. Like he he is he's the type of player that if you watched him in college, he wasn't the player that he was now. He had to learn, and he was, and he was bigger, and he, and he was right, and he was bigger. He lost a lot of weight, but he's, and he's also a player that could play a bunch of positions. And people don't give him credit enough, but they always focus on him kicking and doing other unnecessary stuff. I don't want to talk about that foul yesterday in the game because that was, because that was terrible. That was a flop. That was, that was, that was, that was terrible. That was terrible. And they're, they're always using Draymond's past against him. And LeBron, please, LeBron did that last year. He cried after the game. Instead of him worrying about them losing, he went straight to the film last year to figure out what happened with Draymond so he could get an upper hand last year. That made me mad. But we watched it after the game. He really did do whatever he did to me. Please. I mean, Oh, please see. No, see, it's it's things like that. It's things like that that make people not like LeBron. Like, just stop one. First of all, he's mad big. 
he could be he could be a D line person, he could be a running back, and he could be complaining about the simplest thing when little people touch him. Like he has to stop. Stop complaining. Oh please. Come on. First of first of all, he was running at his full speed, okay? All he did was go and reach in. I've got hit like that plenty of times playing basketball in college and somebody tried to stop the ball. He flopped and did a three almost did a three sixty. Please. It wasn't even that bad. That that was first of all that was terrible. It was a definite flop, no no question about it. And then and then and then he was laying on the floor for man long, like get up off the floor. Hey, can you but can you respect the strategy? He obviously set Draymond up to get him out the game and that was, and that was the shift in the series. No. I don't respect it. I don't I don't I can't respect it. No. But Janelle, you got you kinda gotta respect LeBron's cerebral when it comes to these things. I mean go back to last year. For, for instance for instances like that? For instances like that, absolutely. That was genius. No. They would have lost. No, they definitely lost not. The, they would have lost the finals if had had he not did that. See, let me tell you. I like LeBron when LeBron just plays. It's fun. All his extra stuff that he be trying to do. But you gotta no. play mind. You gotta play mind games in the NBA. Oh please, that's not a mind game. That's that's not a mind game. <laughs> nah, that is that is that is not a. That that is not a mind game, and he's been doing this for years. Please. Now, one thing about LeBron is that when he's winning, everybody's winning. He's happy. When he loses, or when he's losing, he wants to start, start pointing fingers and start getting mad at people. That's what sometimes I don't like LeBron. Sometimes when he's losing, mm-hmm. because his leadership comes into question. I don't care what nobody says. It doesn't matter if you're losing or not. He's always arguing with somebody. He does that every team that he goes to. All right. Well. Well, Janelle, I just got every to- team that he goes to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I respect LeBron. I respect LeBron game. Yeah. You know, this thing will be LeBron. Gotta respect the mind. Yes. So, so Janelle, just a couple more questions for you. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What What inspired you to coach after um, after college? Well, I always not wanted to coach in college because you you know you run into bad coaches, period. Right. But you also you also have to know the game in order to want to coach. And it also it also came, you know, me studying education and me having a bachelor's degree in education, but not wanting to teach. Makes sense. I knew I knew I I wanted to connect with kids or like students, period. And I knew that either that or guidance counseling would be the best way instead of being in the classroom. Because these kids are bad nowadays. I don't have time. I don't have patience. Yeah, but I knew I that. I, millennials, you know. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't have time for that. So I knew that, you know, basketball has allowed me to do a lot of things and, see, and let me see the world. And when I was growing up, basketball really wasn't that big for girls. You know, you have the you, you know you have certain teams. It will at least be like five or six teams, and every time you go to play a tournament in the summertime, you're playing the same team for a championship. Right. And if you weren't, if you wasn't down south, you know you weren't able to go to those big schools because I didn't start playing AAU basketball until maybe going to the tenth grade. So I was I was basically a latecomer, oh, okay. and so I knew I knew that I wanted. You know, to give opportunity to, to younger girls. Okay. And to, and to also to be able to, you know, teach fundamentals because that's what we lack so much in this game right now. 
because everybody's focused. You, you, the girls now are focused on which team am I going to go to, which team is going to give me the best gear, which team is Nike, which team is Under Armour. And they make decisions going to big schools or making decisions going to schools not even playing because of what their friend is doing. And they have coaches in their air who never even played um, in college or even played for a team, but swear they know everything about basketball. Right, right. So that's why that's why I knew I, I I said you know what I'm gonna you know try to mentor and try to go back to my high school and that's that's what I started went back to our high school Vernon I went back to um, Lockland to start coaching and then I, that's when I knew that I, I really wanted to uh, make a career out of it. No and, I, and I actually love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. No doubt. You're listening to Janelle Henderson on the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. Uh, Janelle, so where can people reach at you on social media? Hmm. I have Instagram, which is uh, Slim Baller. So Slim, B-A-L-L-A, 14. That's on Instagram. Uh, and can you put um, your uh, blog for us one more time? It's Slim, B A L L A, fourteen. I mean your blog site. Your blog site. Oh, my blog site is the Valley of the Dry Bones. No doubt. No Which doubt. is on WordPress.com, right? Yes, dot WordPress.com. No doubt. Uh, well, missionary, we certainly appreciate you coming and spending some time with us, talking some sports. Um, we definitely gonna set that shoot up, that shootout up. You know what I'm saying? So I can shoot your face off. Like she's gonna kill you. Oh my goodness! Here we go. But I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. You you gotta listen. You gotta give me a couple months. You know. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Give me a couple months, and you know I only now that I'm older, I only shoot for money now. So you gotta bring money. You ain't said nothing but a word. You ain't said nothing but a word. You know what I'm saying? That bread. I'm all about that bread. So you bring money, you better hope that you're going to win because I've made a lot of men cry. Hey, well, first and foremost, I don't be crying. Listen. You don't know what you're messing with, Maestro. You better chill. You're either going to be whining or you're going to be mad at somebody. I ain't going to be mad. I ain't going to But this is what I, you know. Maestro, she's in the record books. You know, I had a top, I had a, I had a nice little top ten play when I was in college on ESPN oh, and making yeah. a fadeaway three pointer. Yes. Yeah, yes. nice little fadeaway three pointer. You know, that. at the buzzer. I did see that. So. Yes. Okay. If I Google, would I find you? Okay. All right. I was just asking. No, I was just asking. So okay. Okay. Nah, but we appreciate you coming on, man. We, oh, uh, thank yeah, you, thank you. Please keep in touch with us. You know what I'm saying? We definitely gonna uh, keep you locked in and plug you. You know what I'm saying? When we see the opportunity to plug you. Janelle, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on with us. Listen, make sure you make sure you call me back during this March Madness. When March Madness starts, make sure you call me back for that. Because I, I love to talk I love to talk about March Madness, so make sure I call me back for that. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me guys. All right. Be good. All right. Bye. All right, folks, that was Janelle Henderson on the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast here. We're gonna break right now. But let me tell y'all something, man. When y'all hear this hot fire, I mean when I'm telling you that this dude that is hot that fire top five rapper 
of all time. This dude is back on the scene, and he's about to smash the game. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Directed by Mazio. Mazio, 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 Mazio. Good friends we have lost. International Dilly, I needed clarity. Been working out in the booth, call it insanity. They way they hate you would think they personally mad at me. And you call my name enough time, like that's blasphemy. Like everybody knows my name. Cheers to the money, I don't want the fame. You know my name, so how am I not relevant? The game and fucking each other, so I remain celibate. Jokes on cheesecake, how you walk that bridge? For fame, most of you would have sell your kids. Turn my 15 minutes into worldwide biz. On my Tyrone shit, ready to fuck your bitch. Just got locked for six Sawyer. Spanish plug just got knocked for moving Goya. That's why I say if it murder, I ain't farmer. Put a lick of money on the side for more lawyer. Mm, I smell like royalty, check my aroma. Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, Angola. I'm hoping 01, plan to take over. Would it love me more if my body was slumped over? If I died, music sales get greater. Hologram image on Coachella. Would it take me the time to realize I'm nice and the guys will hide their jewelry under pressure? Speak truth, ride for the unit, sipping on puff juice, humbling me, and I made back cool. For the bottom, my pussy, them I don't fuck, fuck with you. you. Watching TV, can't you see? I came from the same label as BIG. F your street cred, I had two felonies before I even mentioned DABND. So, on behalf of Freddie P, Chop Ness, and Babs, Sarah Stokes, more gangs than the most you fags. I'm from the land of blue flags and dollar cabs. Got money now, are well, you stuck in the past? Don't get gas Every time you analyze Cause we gave you a pass I'm going off on people I heard that don't like me Drunk begging One of them to just fight me I said that line Just to get you excited Whatever shit Feeling like 86 Tyson Hyphy E40 with the wordplay Wake up in the morning Like damn What would Pac say For two weeks My arm was in a sling I'll be fighting these niggas Like I'm really in the ring Investors hear my voice And they might say Ching Gonna get Grammys Like the one who sang Tingaling How you mix up hip hop With a dance or swing Fast Caribbean hip hop boy, I am king. Oh, never say that style was all mine. Come on, KRS was doing this long time. Young prime minister, age like fine wine. Benjamin Button, starting with Chrome 9. Came out with plenty mixtapes, it wasn't our time. Never been down and I've always been in our prime. Come on. of all time welcome back to the barbershop sports talk podcast it's trey frazier and maestro styles here back in the house uh you just heard one of the five greatest rappers of all time back in effect and actually this track is about a year old and i ain't gonna and say what you want about the jokes and all that he wasn't garbage on that joint nah no 
he was spitting some fire. I mean, I mean, no joke intended, but he he was he was spitting the truth out there. Um, they they did kind of in that uh, season of making a band though. They did kind of kind of make him like the like the fifth wheel on that joint. Well, I think he did it to himself, to be honest. But oh yeah, because he he, he caught a case, guy. right? Yeah, he was he was just he knew he was good then, so it was like, right, right. How do you how do you manage that? Yeah, how do you young, manage young and stupid yeah. at the same. I mean, they were all young and stupid, but <laughs> but man, let's get to some let's get to some football, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you want to talk about the Chargers moving? I mean, they moving to L.A. They got an ugly ass symbol. Um, they Yo. had to change it three times. I was gonna say they changed they it. They changed right? it three times, uh, two or three times, because they was getting backlash or whatever, whatever. Stupid. And what the Dodgers came out and said no, something. No, no, just like social media oh. backlash, Twitter backlash. That's ugly. They, like, they, that's yeah. what they basically did. They cop. They tried to copy the Dodgers logo. Yeah, that, and it was whack, and that just was what it was, man. Um, Philip Rivers wanted to get out of there. So many, yeah, so many angles to this though, but. I think what's tripping about this is that they're going to be playing in a 30,000-seat stadium, which yeah. is half of an average NFL stadium. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't get how that's going to work. Maybe they'll sell out now. But the thing is, is that they're in fear that they won't sell out the 30,000-seat yeah. stadium. I can see why they'd be in fear of that. Um, the move to L- So L.A. got to have two crappy teams now. Yeah, that's that's what LA's got to get blessed with, because that's exactly what it is. Niggas gonna be shooting, man. Um, this has a chance to fail, though. I, I could I see mean, maybe. But th- when you say fail, what does that mean? You mean it's not gonna work, or that they gonna leave and go somewhere else? They're gonna leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. I I, I kind of feel like that, cause let's let's face it, you're in Los Angeles, and there's a lot to do. It's Hollywood, it's lights, camera, action, and it's all that stuff, and. You know, if you, if you're a Laker fan or Dodger fan or any other of these teams that are that have been in LA for a number of years, you want a winner, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna come to the stadium and watch crappy football teams. Right. I mean, not I mean, it's bad enough they had to do it last season. Now they got to do it to two teams. Yeah, that's crappy. Rough buff. What it do, by the way? I'm 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 not with that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just not with that. So this stadium that's gonna go up, right? Um. In Englewood, I think yeah. they're gonna they're gonna share the stadium and all that stuff. Man, I could see a situation where it don't work out in like I don't know four or five years. It doesn't work out. Maybe they don't put a winning product on the field. Maybe the revenue's not coming in as quickly as they would like it to. And I could see a situation where San Diego finally ponies up that tax money and says, "Hey, come back to San Diego." We're gonna build a new stadium. I could I could see a situation like that, but I gotta yes. give credit to the fans in San Diego because they said no, we're not gonna front a tax bill for the stadium. You guys are billionaires. Y'all got all these dollars and cents, and y'all need to build a stadium yourself. Basically, basically be Jerry Jones. And I get Jerry Jones is the richest NFL owner in the league. I get that. But he's that way because he earned it. Sure. But all these and, and, and look, the, the revenue stream keeps going up every year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like these owners can't and, and, and even if they don't have the money up front, they could loan the money from somewhere, I'm sure. They got they got money underneath their mattresses someplace. They got money in a safe somewhere. They could they, they could pay for these stadiums themselves. This this sets a bad precedent in my eyes. 
Because next thing you know, and we talked about this, Maestro, the league wants new stadiums now. Dallas Cowboys set a precedent. Everybody has to have a Jerry World now. Yeah, and and, and, right. and let's and let's face it. Let's say, let's say a few years from now, they tell Pittsburgh, "Hey, you gotta get a new stadium," and and the city of Pittsburgh can't afford it, or the taxpayers will say, "No, you gonna you gonna move the Steelers out of Pittsburgh." If that if that happens, well, I see a major riot happening. If uh, that happens, well, I understand you speaking in hypotheticals, but let's be very clear. If Arun decided he wanted to get a new stadium, all he had to do is put up a GoFundMe page, and he'd raise the funds for a new stadium. But that's how real Steelers fans are. Well, sure. No, I mean, in 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 some cities that can work. In other cities, it might not work. That's gonna work in Pittsburgh. But like a like Pittsburgh. a buffalo, like a buffalo. Yeah. The fact, like Buffalo's a bad example because the fan base ain't as lively as say Pittsburgh or. Uh, you mean from the you mean from the standpoint of support? I, I kind of disagree support. with that. But Bills fans show support for the team. Doug, when have you ever seen a Buffalo Bills stadium? I mean, a, road, a Buffalo Bills road game where Buffalo Bills flood out a game. A, a road oh game. well. I mean, I'm we can just, say I'm that. I'm just talking about the support. I, I'm talking about you fan talk, support. Well, you, well, you're talking about road support. I'm talking about fan support, period. The, the Pittsburgh well, Steelers have one of the – and this, this is I – mean, and be clear. This ain't just me saying because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, right. It's be, they have – I'm not, I'm not even saying they're the best fan base in the league. Right. They're top three, though. Their fan base is real. Well, like, no, I would, I would say the Steelers fans are probably the realest – fans in the NFL. They, they support, travel. They, they, they support. They travel. I mean, sometimes their road games could be home games. It's that, it gets that real. Kansas City almost was a damn home game. Uh, well, if sure. You saw the, if, if you saw the stands, it was damn near a home game. Uh, I don't know. I mean... It was pretty close to a home game. I don't game. know about that. I, 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 I saw the crowd they in made, there. They even, they even made a report about it before the game started. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, if you go to some place like in Florida, like like if you play the Dolphins or the Bucks or something, then yeah, they take over those stadiums. But play, a place like Kansas, but a place I'll like Kansas City. As a matter of fact, I mean, you know, I'll never forget in DC when they come to DC. Yes, yes, they took over FedEx Field. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I agree with you but there. Fact, yeah, we take over, we take over, we take over road stadiums. We we we. We've been known to do that, and and you're one of maybe two or three teams that does that, which is why I say I think and and rough buff get in here, you know, because you're a Buffalo Bills fan. I think Bills fans are supportive of the team. I'm not saying um, they're not supportive. I'm saying there's levels to the shit. Oh yeah, sure. And and another level could be is that it's the city of Buffalo, and they might not have the funding to build a new stadium. Thus, they might go to Toronto or they might go someplace else. Um, there's just certain cities that maybe are capable of putting a new stadium together, and then there's those smaller cities that might not be able to do that. So um, so for the Charger fans, and I, I saw the videos where they was bringing their Charger paraphernalia to the facility yeah, and basically it. burning it up and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, hey, man, feel for you guys. Uh I don't know why they're going to L.A., but, you know, I, I guess it's down the road, I guess. But um, apparently apparently those two cities hate each other. Oh, they, yeah, they, they, they hate each other from, 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 the, from what I've been hearing, yeah, you know. But San Diego seems like a nice place to 
visit. And San Diego, did they hire a coach yet? They hired yeah, Anthony, Anthony Lynn, Lynn yeah, the Anthony black coach Lynn, from yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. He was supposed to get the Buffalo job, though. Yeah, and Buffalo ended up hiring Sean McDermott. Yep. Right? Yep, yeah. yep. Okay, um, so let's... let's um, who else um, brought the Broncos got um, Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph from the and, Dolphins. And I tweeted the other day. Why was because it seemed like his everybody was in high demand for Vance Joseph. And that's what it seemed like. And I'm, I was trying to understand why, and I couldn't get an answer as to why he was in such high demand as a defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, because their defense was atrocious was, at times. Like, what was it about him? I mean, like if I ain't never heard of an affirmative action hire. Uh, 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 time in my life. Right. My God, what was so good about him when he was in high, like, he, they was trying to fill a quota for real. Like, well, a lot of teams was like that ninja him. would probably say he probably happy that he got it because he black. Oh, well, <laughs> you know. Oh, by all means, look, yeah, I I'm, got no problem getting a high off affirmative action. Yeah, I don't either. That ain't the issue. I don't just, either. I, was, I just wanted to, you know, that's, that's got to be the reason. I mean, even with Anthony Lynn, I mean, what has Anthony Lynn done? Yeah, that. Uh, what, what did he coach in Buffalo? He he's the guy that took over the offense like mid-season, I believe. Took over the off. Okay, okay. They they fired. Um, yeah, because Greg Roman. Yeah. Um, who's now with the Ravens, him. by yeah, the way. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. Not as an not as an OC though. I don't care what he's there as. Well, you, well, you, you had a reaction to it, yeah, so I'm I, just I, interested. I mean, he to, sucks. I mean, I know Mark. They y'all keep him on the wig. I, I read that. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah, which I don't agree with, yeah. but um, yeah, but we ain't talking about the Ravens right now. Um, I'm trying to um, I'm just trying to understand with the uh, Anthony Lynn, man. The, I mean the Rams. I'm, I'm looking yeah, at but, the list. Yeah, but but let's let's face it though. Are there that many big names out there? That's I mean, right now. I mean, Kyle Shanahan might be one Kyle because Shanahan's of what he's doing the, in Atlanta. Kyle Shanahan is the biggest. Okay. And Josh McDaniels. Okay, yeah, that's another one. Josh- and, and Patricia, who coaches the defense in New England, maybe he's another one. Yeah, I mean, I ain't too high on him, but but I think people should be. Got the number one, got the number one scoring defense in the league. I mean, I I, I'd be high on him. Nah, I, I'm not. I'm not high on. I'm not gonna. I'm not, gonna I'm not high on him. Um, but results uh, are results. But here we are. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars hired Doug Marone. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And they got Coughlin in the uh, front office. In the front office, right. I like that. I don't like Doug Marone at all. Well, um, Doug Marone had a pretty good defense in Buffalo before Rex got there and messed it all up. All right. I, I, yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing about that. Because that's what, that's what Jacksonville needs. They need to play defense. And they need a good defensive coach to get in there and straighten them boys out. Well, then Tom Coughlin need to coach. Tom, Cough- Tom Coughlin probably gonna croak on the sideline. Yeah. He's eighty years old, man. Yeah, um, that that wouldn't be a good idea. But I, uh, the Rams hired Sean McVay. How you feel about that? Sean McVay. He was with the Redskins, the offensive right? Offensive coordinator for the Redskins. Offensive? Yeah. Eh. I I I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. See, none of these. None well, of these... It, well, it it makes sense from the standpoint that, and I'll use the Rams as an example. Rams had the worst offense in football last year. Right. So, to Maybe hire an offensive an guy, offensive guy yeah. to head coach the team makes sense. You know what I'm saying? You got to get Todd Gurley back on track. You got to find a way to fix Jared Goff if he needs well, any I fixing. Yeah, I don't even say fix. Just give him a better option to run. Like, give him a better offensive yeah. playbook. 
Like, they suck. Like Yeah, they stunk. Yeah. I mean, Todd Gurley called it a high school offense. Yeah. You know? Um, all right, so. But I did hear also that Kyle Shanahan was in the running for the 49 job. And that's the only one that's left to be filled. So. I also heard that Rob Ryan is being interviewed for the Redskins, Redskins D, uh, defensive coordinator. <laughs> and it's just like, man. Dan Snyder's at it again. Yeah. He's, he's at it again, man. Hey, let's get to um, let's get to these games these past weekend, man. And just like how I predicted, I saw that Falcon Seahawk game go exactly the way I envisioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, that offense is just hard to stop, man. When you got those two running backs, and you got Julio Jones doing what he does, and that offensive line protecting Matt Ryan, man. Um, Thirty-six to twenty, I think, was the final in that game. And um, look, man, I think it's Matt Ryan's year, man. It, it's yeah. his, it's his time. Well, man. he's definitely gonna win MVP. Um, I think. I think he's definitely gonna win MVP. I mean, I, I got an interesting take on that. Sure. But um, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. But um, the Seahawks, you, you knew they were. Earl Thomas. Yeah, they that. Earl Thomas. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying they necessarily would have won because it's not like Russell Wilson was amazing. Or that and Future was on the sideline, and it was playing Future yeah. throughout the dome and all that, just trying to and distract Future, them. And after the game, Future sent his son a Falcon jersey. Yeah, I, I saw was, that. Yeah, I was like, really? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because um, I was in the car one day, and I was streaming Atlanta Sports Radio, and they actually, one of the shows – they had the guy, the DJ, that plays all the music at the Georgia Dome on the show. Uh-huh. And the hosts were basically trying to ask him, so you going to play some future? What, what was good? And he basically said, look, it's not so much of a cerebral thing because I play future all the time right, right. at the Georgia Dome. So right. it's not like it's going to be any edge or anything like that. Nah, damn but that. you got to admit, Maestro. He upped it up just a little I bit. I mean, I didn't hear to play this, but I mean, I, but if I were the DJ at the Falcons uh, stadium, I'd, I'd have been in an interview like, "Yep, I'm going March Madness. I'm going uh, same damn time. I'm going back to his early his early mixtape days. We playing Future all night. Right? We'd be playing Future all night if I was that DJ. Um, Pretty th- much." I put the whole album in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about catalog, nigga. I'm talking about back uh, back in the day. I put the albums in there. Just straight future. I played, I played, I don't know if him and Sierra even have songs together. Right. But whatever songs they had together, I'd be playing it. No Little John, no Eastside Boys. straight future. No T.I., straight future, son. Same damn time, back to back to back to back. That's what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be March Madness over and over again. Karate Chop. <laughs> all the, fu- the futures catalog would be all through the Georgia Dome. Word, oh, word. Uh, what's is this? What's, what's their stadium called, man? Is the new Georgia? one, yeah. Uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, whatever. going to be the new one. Yeah. Um, so the Seahawks as they go in the off season, uh, offensive line offensive is line. the one priority, and and a healthy Russell Wilson. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, Earl Thomas is still the question mark. Yeah. Because that guy's got so many thoughts in his mind. He's thinking about retiring. He doesn't know exactly what direction he wants to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that's going to take a couple months for him to, you know, figure that out. Um, I think that there's something about that team I think is missing, though, um, defensively. 
I, I can't put my finger on it. Um, they have not played well, even with Earl Thomas in the lineup. There's just mm. some games where they just haven't been that Legion of Boom that we've come to know over the past few years. So, um, well, that second, uh, well, no, Shane's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. He got Shane, hurt. He got hurt in that game, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't necessarily, I, I think they've been pretty solid. I mean, I mean, you can't expect them to keep up what they did in that, in them super, with that Super Bowl year. I think right. When Earl Thomas in, I think they're pretty solid. I, I think for me, it's more about um, Russell Wilson really um, taking it up another level. Um, I don't know that. I mean, right now, we all good. Doug Baldwin is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, I guess Lockett is out. But, you know, they got receivers that's been doing their thing. But I'm, st- I'm still skeptical. I still don't feel like they have a number one. Uh, Jimmy Graham has been a complete bust. Um, I would be finding out how I could get him off my team. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Why? He's been a bust. He's, what do they need him for? What do they need him for? Uh, he's the, he's, he's a terrible their best. He's the best tight end. I no, mean, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He is their best Luke tight Wilson end. is their best tight end because he blocks and he, he catches just about as much as uh, Jimmy Graham has had games. He's had games. Yeah, he's sure, he's had he games. Luke but Wilson was the better. Luke Wilson, they, they brought him in for a specific purpose that year after they lost the Super Bowl. Okay. They needed a red zone threat. He has not been a red zone threat since he's been there. I don't know about that. When has he been a red zone threat? I don't, I don't know he about hasn't, that. He hasn't been a red zone threat since he's been there. Well, here's what I'll say. Let them patch up the offensive line because, look, I mean – we could talk about receivers, pass catching tight ends. We could talk about the skill positions all we want, but at the end of the day, if you don't got five bullies on the offensive line that's stout and that's going to protect the quarterback, then all them skill positions don't matter at the end of the I day. Mean, so yeah, let, mean, let, let's see what happens I mean, there. Sure, that's the and and maybe Jimmy Graham will be more efficient in that offense. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, the Texans. Everybody was basically using them as a punching bag over the week leading up to this game. And and rightfully so. The quarterback stinks. Um, the defense is, I mean, number one, uh, defense is solid. Uh, Jadavion Clowney's shown up. Uh, Merciless has shown up. And they basically beat down Brady for most of the first half for the game. And you thought, are the Texans about to steal one here? And let's be clear, but... I noticed your your your, your uh, Facebook post. That I was set. I mean, which one? You, you said something to the effect of they weren't being they like they was putting up they they was playing a game they was putting up a game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I looked at and, I, and I'll be the first to admit that I didn't watch this game. I was okay. You know what I'm saying doing my thing, but I was watching. I was you know watching highlights as they popped up and right stuff right. like that and. Even after all of that, I, I went when I saw your post on Facebook. I went back and looked at stats and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. They were still down at the at the end of this game, uh, at the end of this half. Right. And I don't know when these interceptions were thrown by Brock Osweiler. I'm going to assume they were thrown in the second half. These three interceptions. Yes, they were in the second half. Um, at seven, if you're telling me that their best, you know. They were doing what they were doing with Tom Brady, and still by halftime they were they were still down by four. And then you know, and then obviously what happened in the second half. Right. I was sitting here thinking like, nah, they still kind of look like the same team. Maybe it was something off about the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it, it was it was definitely something. Well, I'll say it's both because the Texans' defense is number one for a reason. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that they got to Brady. I think when you looked at the first maybe four or five drives for the Texans offensively, from 20 to 20 they were awful. Mm-hmm. But they scored those points off of the turnover on special teams by the Patriots mm-hmm. and the tipped interception um, that Brady threw. So they were going to score points off turnovers, but you just knew at some point when they got the ball at the 20 or the 25, they were not going to go down the field, and that's exactly uh, what was happening throughout yeah. the entire game. Okay. They, they needed – the Texans needed a bunch of turnovers to happen for them to really have a chance in this game. Well, and he threw two picks. Yep. He threw three picks. No, I'm talking about Brady. Oh, Brady, yeah. He yeah. threw two interceptions. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I, I got to shout out um, Will Fuller and Fedorowicz, the tight end, because I thought they were two goats in the game. Um, probably one of Brock Osweiler's best passes that was thrown all night, mm-hmm. the one to the end zone to Fuller. Mm-hmm. You got to catch that pass. You have to catch that. And, and, and that was a killer right there. Um, the one to Fedorowicz in the end zone, um, not as obvious, but still a catchable ball. I mean, when you, when, yeah, when, when you when you got a bad quarterback that can at least give you a, a good to great pass, you got to take advantage of it. Otherwise, what we saw in the second half from Brock is is what's eminent. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but if you tell me, if you, I'm just looking at the, I ain't, I ain't even digging into the stats. I'm just looking at the general stats. Mm-hmm. If you get any game, yo, what up, what up, homie? Um, if you're telling me anybody, uh, you look at that and the Patriots got three turnovers in the game, mm-hmm. that's a game that sh- they shouldn't be, they should have lost by damn, uh... Yeah, they, the Patriots still covered the spread. Yeah, like, three turnovers, you shouldn't lose by 17 points. Right. Was it seven, whatever the, uh, the final score was. It was 16 to 34, yeah. Because yeah, it was an 18-point game yeah, and the spread be, was 16. Yeah, you shouldn't be losing by 17 points when when that team, the Patriots, mm-hmm. you got to take advantage of three turnovers, man. Oh, absolutely. Three turnovers, you got to take advantage of. And, and quite frankly, they did, Maestro. They, they, they scored points off of the turnovers. It's just that they couldn't get enough offense to really take advantage of it. Like I said, from 20 to 20, they were awful. They couldn't move it down the field. They they scored points on short fields, basically. Um, but as as far as what their needs are, I got two letters. QB. Yeah, um, they need to do whatever they need to do to get Tony Romo in the, in the Houston. Yeah. I mean, and I know that might not last long. But I was going to say, it's very hell. risky. But I tell you what, though. I wouldn't be mad at Tom Savage getting the starting position next year. Just, would, just, just to I see what he can do. I would not be mad at, mm-hmm. at Tom Savage getting that, right, getting that right. spot. And, um, and you know, because for real, for real, he came in and they just, I don't know what happened. Because he, he's been there for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened. Like, they drafted him. I want to say drafted him, like, third round, I want to say. Right, and, right. And they just, he just sat They just kind of slept on him. Sat on the bench as people like Case Keenum and... and Yates, oh, no, Fitzpatrick. All these garbage-ass quarterbacks yeah. played. Yeah. Just Hoyer. Sat there. Hoyer <laughs> right, he just sat there. So, I mean, I would love to see him get a shot for real, for real. So, 
without having to spend a whole bunch of money because obviously the whole um because they could get out of that contract i think right there's, there's a way that they right. can somehow extract themselves from it i think after one year um I, i'm i'm all for it if tom savage could get a shot yeah. and 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 one more thing before we go to break though offensively they have to find a way to spread the ball around to their receivers a lot more because they need a quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I think it's the play caller. I think it's the quarterback. I don't think it's the play caller. When he can think about week one or week two when when DeAndre Hopkins had that good game week one and Will and Fuller Will had Fuller a breakout had, game too. Yeah, yeah, he had like two or three games. Mm-hmm. There wasn't nothing wrong with the passing game then when Brock Osweiler was motivated and didn't nobody know what was going. You know how to deal with sure. him in that offense. Now we know. Now we got Tavon Osweiler. We know what to do. Now he's back to being some shit. Right. I, I don't think. I, I, I think. It, I don't think it was the play. I think it's the quarterback. The quarterback didn't know how to make the necessary adjustments. Like his, he just. Right. If you just look at him on the field, he just looked unmotivated. He looked like shit. He looked like he got the money and he good. Right. Right. That's what it looked like. To I me. would look at back at those games and I would want to see how many receivers he threw that ball to in those first few games yeah. where the rookie was getting off and uh, DeAndre Hopkins was doing his thing. All right, we're going to break again. We're going to come right back, and we're going to finish up the recap, and we're going to predict these games. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be right back. For hours. That's the name of this song, nigga. Highest shit for hours. American hypocrisy, oh let me count the ways They came here seeking freedom, then they end up owning slaves Justify the use of Christianity with saves Religion don't mean shit, it's too much ego in the way That's why ISIS is a crisis But in reality, this country do the same shit Take a life and call it righteous Remember when Bin Laden got killed, supposedly In a hotel lobby after a show Was noticing these white ladies watching CNN Covering the action They read the headline and then they all started clapping As if LeBron had just scored a basket at the buzzer I stood there for a second, watched them high-five each other for real? I thought this was thou shalt not kill But police still letting off on niggas in the field Claiming that he reached for a gun They really think we dumb and got a death wish Now somebody's son is laying breathless When I was a little boy, my father lived in Texas Pulled up in Toyota, drove that bitch like it was Lexus Put my bag in his trunk and headed off for Dallas Out there for the summer, feeling just like I was Alice Lost in the wonderland when niggas still suffering Just like they was back home, and that's wrong So now I fuck the government They see my niggas struggling And they don't give a fuck at all, and that's wrong Yeah Type of shit to make you wanna Type of shit to make you wanna let go Type of shit to make you wanna I had a convo with the president, I paid to go and see him Think about the things I said I'd say when I would see him Feeling nervous sitting in a room full of white folks Thinking about the black man plight, think I might choke, nope Raise my hand to ask the man a question Does he see the struggle of his brothers in oppression? And if so, if you got all the power and the clout As the president, what's keeping you from helping niggas out? Well, I didn't say nigga, but you catch my drift He looked me in my eyes and spoke and he was rather swift He broke the issues down and showed me he was well aware I got the vibe, he was sincere and that the brother care but dog you in the chair what's the hold up he said it's things that i want to fix but you know this shit nigga politics don't stop fighting and don't stop believing you can make the world better for your kids before you leave it change is slow always has been always will be but fuck that i'ma bust back till they kill me change is slow always has been always will be but fuck that i'ma bust back until they kill me feel me type of shit to make you right, third verse type of shit to make you wanna let go type of shit to make you wanna 
Here's a thought for my revolutionary heart. Take a deeper look at history. It's there to pick apart. See the people at the top, they get to do just what they want. Till after a while, the people at the bottom finally get smart. Then they start to holler revolution. Tired of living here in destitution. Fuck that looting. Can you tell me what's the best solution? I used to think it was to overthrow oppressors. See, if we destroy the system, that means we'll have less of greed. But see, it's not that simple. I got to thinking about the history of human nature. Why this instrumental played. Then I realized something that made me wonder if revolution was really ever the way. Before you trip and throw a fit over these words i say think about this shit for a second you heard the way the children in abusive households grow up knocking girlfriends out cold that's called a cycle abuse becomes the abuser and that's just how life goes so understand you get the power but you know what power does to man corruption always leads us to the same shit again so when you talk about revolution dog i hear just what you're saying what good is taking over when we know what you're gonna do the only real revolution happens all right y'all last half hour of the show welcome back the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast is Trey Frazier and it's Maestro Styles here yeah. in the house. And uh, we're just finishing up recapping these games. Uh, let's go to the Pittsburgh and Kansas City game. Um, and uh, and look, low scoring game. Low scoring game. Look, I mean, I, I would love for you to set all that up, but fuck all that. I mean, let me, let me, do, let, let's, let me, let me be, let me be candid first. Let me be honest first. Um, the offense played like shit. Um, and when I, now I, why is that? Well, because they didn't score no points. Mm. We got to score points. No, nah, I, I, I got we you. We got to score points. As far, the points, the points, the I get points, you there. I, I don't care about the, the product. The production. Mistake. Let's get it. Let's let's be very clear. The production. When though. we went and yeah. The office play like some shit. If you don't produce, then you play like But they shit. did produce. Uh, they did. No, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Come wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come I, on now. I was killing the cheat. Well, let, let me just get and this out the way. And I didn't understand how you was doing that. Let me get this out the way. Because the, I mentioned this last week about the Chiefs defense, particularly against the run. They're like 27th or 28th against the run. And, and they're like on number Sunday five night, in the red zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was what it was. It, it, it was what it was, the way they were playing. Um, I know Ben converted some big third downs, the one to A.B. I no, think it was like a 50-something yarder. Ben converted, um, yeah, that one and then the one at the end of the game. Those were the two. Yeah, like, two like, the punter, like the punter could have took the night off. I mean, the way that game was going. Look, look, man, um... The hundred seventy guys don't don't mean as much to me, and I I, I understand that. That's that's crazy that it I don't mean that it don't it mean, don't much, mean to that much to me because y'all won the game. We won the game. I'm, I said the off. I didn't say the team effort wasn't. I'm saying the offense played like some shit. Uh, well, overall or if red you ask zone. Me overall, you want to tell me red zone offense? Was garbage. I'll buy that. But they got a part of offense. Sure, but so they like but shit. from twenty to twenty, produce, if the offense don't produce points, if you're telling me, okay, out of those, you know, out of those six scoring drives, they scored two touchdowns and three field goals. Okay, they did all right. Sure, if you're I talking about they scored out of six, they scored four out of six, they scored a touchdown. All right, they played a good offensive game. They didn't score not near a touchdown. 
I get that. Yeah, that's bad. I, 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 that's bad. Red Zone, the Red Zone was bad. And I don't care, but if you're asking me to rate the overall offense, they play it like some shit. Uh, I, I can't say that, for real. Yeah, well, yeah, when, yeah. When you're running, when you're running back, the best running back in the league gets but 170 yards. But he's the best yards. running back in the league because he played against a number 27 ranked Russian defense. Uh, sure. And that uh, had, I mean, you watched it. Dog. Again, it was, was what it was. Skipping. It he was, was. He was skipping. He was literally. That's but that's what he does. No, 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 no. This was I, no. He was literally. Trent tr- tr- was. I don't even know the fucking word. He's literally trolloping. He does that. He was li- No, no, no. This is different. No, he was literally trolloping, like about to pick up a flower on the off the fucking field before he cut through the hole. He was literally picked by the pick up a flower and smell a flower on the field before the hole opened up. They had Andre uh, Alejandro Villanueva slow ass pulling. Okay. Come on now. No, I I, I hear you. That Russian defense is terrible. Um, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't good. I ain't going to say he was terrible, but. He wasn't great. He wasn't. wasn't, He he was average. He was average. Overall, overall, again. Overall, this is the divisional championship. We are in the playoffs. You're not going to win many games where you go, you in uh, six scoring possessions and you kicking all field goals. That's one. Now, I do want to shout out Chris Boswell because he made all of those field goals. Yeah. So, shouts out to him, but that's special teams. Um, if it wasn't for the defense playing the game that they played, this could have went, this could have got ugly. Yeah, you, you, you saw Bud Dupree sighting a couple times. Well, Bud Dupree is hold on. That, that's no, a couple times in this game. Bud, I'm not talking oh, okay. about. Yeah, I'm not talking Bud about overall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just talking about in this game. The defense has the defense has played just enough, just well enough to be tricky in this playoffs, and and they they're continuing to do it. Um, but they Tyreek Hill shut down. Travis Kelsey shut down. Oh, he's a goat, man. That yeah. that that dude right there, man. Um, the the push in the back to Cockrell, that got him flagged for fifteen yards, and then to not show up in the second and third quarter after Better. after he was uh, trying to ball in the first quarter, man. Um, he he hurt his team, and I give you another cat. Who's and a I, goat. But I but I say but I, I I posted this that that um when I started to see what the Chiefs was going to do, mm-hmm. and I and I knew you know. The Chiefs didn't have enough decoy plays to win this game. Um, meaning, um, everything. Yeah, that, I saw your every, post. Everything I saw your that post was on that. everything that was uh, positive yardage mm-hmm. came off of Tyreek Hill. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill decoy, like he sprinting down on the other right. side in motion. Like I love the shuffle pass to yeah, Kelsey. Like all of it, all of, right, all of it was predicated on. The fact that they knew we were going to focus on stopping Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and um, which 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 was smart. Yeah, but real, the defense, real smart. Nah, the defense was, definitely. But the defense was good enough to not let too much come out of it. Right. I mean, right. you know, we um, they got in the red zone that excuse me that first drive, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and even that touchdown mm-hmm. was a you know he ran down Tyreek Hill ran. Winning the motion. Yep. Everybody thinking it's going to be something with Tyreek Hill. Right. And, right. And, and Albert Wilson right there in in the pocket. So, yeah. As far as those decoy plays that the Chiefs had, and I, I saw your post about that, but watching the game overall, I felt like they had the plays. 
to make it work. It's just they didn't execute well enough to really keep the drives going. And then you had, like I talked about, the Kelsey penalty where he pushed Cockrell in the back. And then you had the one holding call on Eric Fisher. I think he plays left guard or left, left tackle. tackle. Left tackle. Yeah, he had the holding penalty. And then he had the holding penalty on that two-point conversion, which I think cost them the game right there because well, yeah. the way the the way the game was going, it was as if the Chiefs were never gonna the defense that is they were never gonna get off the field, and when they didn't convert that two point conversion with like two minutes and forty something seconds left, you just knew right there that's it for the Chiefs. But that's that's the, all she wrote. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I was. Had they got that two-point conversion, mm-hmm. I was fully confident that we was going to drive and at bare minimum get that field goal for the game. Right. No, I, I, yeah, I get that so part. That, I wasn't so much concerned with that. Um, again, it was, for me, um, too much throwing in the red zone. Um, it's no reason. It's, it, like, the the, the, the the tip play when he batted the ball and Eric Burry intercepted right. it. Right. Um, I, I mean, I would guess that he saw the single coverage down. He wanted to get the ball to Antonio Brown because it's Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand what you checked out of. Right. He possibly checked out of Le'Veon Bell, who was running, you know, I mean, probably averaging about five yards a carry, mm-hmm. who against a 27th-ranked defense, rush mm-hmm. defense, I don't see – I didn't see any purpose to check out of that. Just because you thought you saw a single coverage and because you feel like you need to force feed Antonio Brown the ball mm-hmm. when Davion Bell was running the ball so well and, and continue to do it throughout the game. So that uh, it, it's just little stuff like that. No, sure. Sure, I get it. But at the same time, if that play works, then you're like, oh, okay, it's, it's a success. Because you're not going to have Ben throw it uh, ten sure. times throughout the game. You're just not going to have that unless unless in, Le'Veon is really, I'm like, sorry, tearing it up. And he wasn't? 170 yards. And, and, and again, he didn't score. So he didn't it, score it, because, they, because he checked out of it that damn play in the red zone. And instead of handing the ball to Le'Veon Bell, he tried to throw a, a fade route to fucking Antonio Brown when he should have handed it off to Le'Veon Bell. Well, it's, it's either here. No, I mean, it's 50-50. It's, he, it's either here or there. Sometimes those plays work, and when you're Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, fit, I mean, chances are it's a real simple. It's you're a gonna real you're gonna live simple, with that. It's a real simple thing, and I know it sounds like I'm being nit, I'm nitpicking right now, but it's no reason you didn't hand him the ball 30 times in this game. It would not kill you no, handing him the it. ball 35 times. I get it. I yeah, get it. Period. I get period. it. And, and and I don't know if you have anything else to add to this game, but it, it was the same situation with the Dallas and uh, Green Bay game. Uh, yes, yes. Um, you, now you're talking about the interception. No, I'm, I'm I'm talking about the lack of committing to the run. Yes, especially when you're dealing with a defense that doesn't play the run well. Yes, or but when you're dealing with a top back in the league. Right. I mean, if we're talking about Le'Veon is one or or Zeke. Zeke is one, whatever you want to flip it. Mm-hmm. If you say want to say one away, and you're talking about the best backs in the league mm-hmm. playing against defenses that aren't necessarily great rush defenses, right? And they not getting the ball enough. And you look at you look at um, you know Ezekiel Elliott and say, okay, well he got the ball twenty times, twenty carries. There's no reason why he shouldn't have had thirty five carries in this game. The same thing for Le'Veon, sure. and I get it. He he had thirty. I'm not right. say, you know I'm not taking that from right. You know what I'm saying. 
He should have had 35 carries, and particularly at bare minimum, 31 right. on that play when right. Ben Roethlisberger checked out. I, I can't beat up the Cowboys too much because, look, let, let, let's face it. The Cowboys' defense basically was a no-show for the first three drives. It was a 21-3 to game, and, and usually when you're down by that much, most coaches are like, okay, let's just scrap the game plan. We got to throw to get back in this game. But I, I give them a little bit of credit because they stuck with the run for the most part. Now, I'm talking about the play where Dak throws that side pass and it gets picked off. I think mm-hmm. it was like the second. No, it was the third quarter, I think. And it was like a second and one or a third and one or something like that. And, yeah, sure, if it's second and one, yeah, give it to the running back. I don't, I don't want to throw a, a side pass or a, a, a five-yard throw. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would like to run the football on a second and one, no doubt about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to kill them too much because they didn't, they didn't panic when they were down 21-3. to three. They still kept giving Ezekiel the ball yeah. in, certain, in certain moments, and they were allowing to get themselves back in the game, actually tie the game 28-28, um, go down by 31-28, and then – tied again at 31-31, and at that point, you thought this was just going to go to overtime at that point. Um, Aaron Rodgers, man. That nigga's real. That is a real nigga, man. <laughs> hey, look. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm done, I'm, you know, because you know we done caught some back flack in these shows, uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers, and, oh, he a white quarterback. Wom, wom. Yeah, he yeah, we, we got Cam some people that hate white he quarterbacks on here. Cam Newton. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> hey, look. Aaron Rodgers is the fucking best quarterback in the league. Yep, hands yeah, down. Hands down. It, it, it's not close. Um, Cam Newton has never, and, and yeah. I mean never, done anything like some of these things that Aaron Rodgers did in just this game alone. And say what you want about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady cannot do some of the things of that Rodgers shit. can't None do. Of this shit. That now, dude can't if, get flushed you, out the pocket if consistently. Me, if you ask me is uh Tom Brady is is Tom Brady's strength, I don't, I, I can't even at this point say he's better than Aaron Rodgers at this. But his strength is is he understands his offense so well. Quick he passes. He understands his system so well. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where Tom Brady thrives at. Aaron Rodgers does that. And the slight chance you faster than my system, mm-hmm. I can shake the shit out you and throw it off my back foot. <laughs> like Brett Favre. For 45 yards, and you can't do shit about it because your your cornerbacks can't cover me for seven Seconds, pretty much. Love the catch though by Jared Cook. And shout out to Jared Cook because he had dropped two in a row in mm-hmm. that same drive. Yep. And and he kept working and he and and he was the reason why they got that field. Love goal. the positioning of his feet right there to set that field goal up. Um, great, you know, great job by the Packers, man. Yeah. Um, Dallas, um, just cut Tony Romo already. I, I don't want to hear. We got to have a legitimate backup quarterback. Um, we got to keep Romo because that's I Jerry mean, but Jones' guy. You always got to think about if something happens to Dak Prescott next year. Sure, but you gonna, Sanchez is going there. Sure, but you're going to pay that much money for a backup. He, I mean, but, but then and then here's the other piece: who's picking up that contract? 
Well, somebody will, you don't think the tech, you don't think the Texans would? No. I mean, because they paying a, a a crappy quarterback anyway. Right, but what they gonna do with Brock Osweiler? Because they got they can't. They could get out of it. If they get out of that contract, that's money that they would have paid Brock that they could pay Tony Romo to start. And he'll be a better quarterback despite it being a risky situation. I think the Texans are more than capable of making that work. Uh, they could they, they could find a way to make I don't that know work. If, I, I don't know that the Texans could pick up that contract. I mean, I hear you. I hear you, you know, logically. Yeah, and again, I don't know the I dollars the in numbers, particular. Right, yeah. I don't know the numbers, but if you're telling me you're going to pay $34 million guaranteed money to a crappy quarterback, uh, I'd rather put that money toward Tony Romo. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? That that that, that that that's just how I see it. Um, as far as the Cowboys' needs, defense. Yeah, they're good on offense. They yeah, they they're good, good on offense. They're good on offense. Defense. Um, keep everybody together the best way you can. Yep. Um, I mean, I mean, running back got depth. Wide receivers. I mean, Rob receivers is good. Yeah, O line I mean, is good. Quarterback is good. I mean, if Jason Witten decided to retire, I guess that'd be a, a concern. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I think you could plug somebody in there. Um, I, you can't, you can't put, you just can't replace Jason Witten. I'm, yeah, I get it. Security blanket, reliable. I, I, I get that. I don't think you can just put in Gavin Escobar and be like, oh, I'm gonna be good. Sure, but I mean, if Cole Beasley's leading. And catches. I mean, I'm sh- and I get that he's not going to be doing that in the future because Dez is going to play all 16 games. Mm-hmm. At least hope for Cowboys fans. If he plays all 16 games, then Dez is going to be the number one. But as far as defense goes, I would like to see them pass get an offense record. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that can wreck. Rusher. Somebody like a Khalil Mack type that could just wreck an offense. Just like that. Um, secondary has pretty been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, pass rusher. Yeah. What pass up with your boy Scandrick? Um, I, I, I see you posting a lot of uh, Drea. Uh, that's his, uh, you know, well, you know, that's his, uh, that's his girl, fiance, whatever. Right, right, right. Whatever. You know, I got a thing for Drea. You got a thing for Drea, right? I'm trying to break that happy home up. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Um, okay. But um, I'm sure you follow her on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, she stuff. was out there. Oh, she was on Instagram twerking and shit. Oh, okay. She holler at you yet? Uh, not yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get a booty down, nigga. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. championship game, Falcons, Packers. Um, I've been saying it since the playoffs started. I like the Falcons to win the NFC. Um, Matt Ryan, league MVP, up until, and I, I, I got this good question for you, though. 
I could see a scenario where if the Packers win this game, Aaron Rodgers might be able to steal MVP from Matt Ryan. Mm. Um, yeah, I could see that, but if, if to my understanding, it's based on the regular season. I get it. I get it. So, so, but I, and and obviously. We say that, and obviously, if that happened and the voting hadn't happened yet, you could see why somebody would say, oh, Aaron Rodgers, you won, and based on the playoffs, but we would never know what it was based off. So, sure, you know what I'm sure. saying? But the rule is... But for justice yeah, purposes. But the rule is it was based off for the regular season. If it's based off the regular season, it's Matt Ryan for me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's I'm Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan for me. Um, but but yeah. I, 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 I'm hip. I'm... I'm I can understand if somebody said, oh, he beat, you know. He might steal MVP right, in this game. he can steal MVP. I can could, I could see that happening. If, if, I can see that happening. Like, if this turns out, if you remember the game, maybe was it was six years ago, they met in the playoffs when the Packers was on their run to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it was catching the pick sixes. I think Tremont Williams had a pick six, and Aaron Rodgers was basically balling out, and they blew the Falcons out in a dome. Years ago, uh-huh. if 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 that if this game turns out like that game, then it's like okay, we know who the MVP is. Even though they're probably not going to go by this playoff game, but right. in my eyes, if that happens, Aaron Rodgers is that nigga for me. Yeah. But Matt Ryan, I think it's his time. I think he gets it done. Um, the running backs are going to do their thing, and and the Packers defense, while. They've been playing garbage. I mean, at least at least this past game, they, they kind of played like some garbage a little bit, particularly in the second injured. half. Be, I mean, be, They're injured, they're yes. Injured I, I, I agree with that. So, offensively, the Falcons got to take advantage of that. Yeah. They, 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 they really, need to go up early, and they need to continue to attack until they And send up. Vic Beasley, get after the quarterback, which is going to be difficult because Rodgers is going to do his thing outside the pocket. We yeah. all know that. Um, I think Beasley for me is is the MV, is the defensive uh, player of the year. Defensive player of the year. Vic Beasley, man. It, I, it, I guess he's like top three in sacks. I guess he's number one in sacks. Is he's number one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's yeah. Number one in sacks. He has like I want to say like five. Well, that the when this in, when this argument was brought to my attention, he he was like he had like seven forced fumbles. He, he so he might have more by now. Right. Like he he's he's that dude. He's mm-hmm. really. I mean, I, I, you don't got there ain't too many other bright spots in that defense. Vic Beasley is that dude. Right. Right. Like right. He, I, like he's what Mac should be right now. And not to say Mac ain't been balling, mm-hmm. but Mac ain't no defensive player of the year. Right. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so you got Packers or what do you, what do you got? I, I got the Falcons. Um, I don't I, – I got the Falcons. Um, yeah, I got the Falcons. Yeah, um, and, and I feel kind of like I don't want to – Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to just – I feel like it's almost – it almost seems blasphemous at this point to go against Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But um, it's too much going on. It's too much going on in Atlanta. No, I'm gonna go down it's with. Too much. I'm going down with yeah. with the ship. Um, too much going on there, Atlanta, right? it, it's it's the Falcons for me. Um, they're my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Um, so I I, I got to stick with that. Um, Still isn't Patriots. Um, I really have to talk about this game. No, nope, we ain't gotta say shit. All right, peace out, look, y'all. Look.
Uh, the headphones is off. Yeah, you can take them I'm, off. I'm going to talk that shit. And, yeah, you, you close and, the show and, out. And, and look. Y'all have a good night. Maestro going to take it from here. Peace out, y'all. I got a few words. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown. And yes, Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. This game means something to him. He been getting his ass whooped by um, Tom Brady for some years. Uh, I think it's. I think their record is like two and six. I want to say it is. Uh, maybe that's Tomlin's record because I remember saying saying something. Oh, but, okay. Well, but whatever it is, mm-hmm. he been getting his ass waxed for some time now. Um, what a better way to send Tom Brady on his uh, not his retirement tour, but you know his swan song. What a better way to send. Tom Brady into his swan song by beating his ass in this championship and going to the Super Bowl where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the bowl, man. And, and, and I'm tired of saying it to y'all. I've been saying this since uh, since about the Dallas loss. I think I've been saying it since about the Dallas loss. We, we got the bowl, man. This year, like I've been saying it all year, but I've been saying it, but seriously saying it, like yo, when y'all were four and five, yeah, when we were four and five, when we were four and five, when you were at my house, when we watched the end of that Dallas right, Pittsburgh right. game, all right, maybe I was wrong. You had said, man, that might cost us the playoffs right there. I said, okay, all right. So now I gotta rethink this. And so now, I, re- I remember the. I, I okay, remember I'm, not, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just no, saying. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kind of continue okay. like the rest of your schedule. Okay, here. so, um. And no, that's when the winning streak started after Dallas. Yes, yes, uh-huh. that, that's when the winning streak started. So, you played the Browns twice. Everybody beats up on the Browns, you know, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Um, then you play the Colts without their best offensive weapon. Uh-huh. Okay, and, you know, you take advantage. Um, you play the Bengals without their best offensive weapon. Uh-huh. Again, you take advantage. You, uh-huh. you, you, your schedule's your schedule. Uh-huh. I'll give you credit for the Giants mm-hmm. game because the Giants went eleven and five. They played some good defense, and <laughs> <laughs> they 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 played some good defense. They they you beat a team with a winning record, but I was wrong about the Giants saying they'd be a top five offense. And they I was and if you look at that notes, I was right about them being a top five defense. Yeah, yep, yeah, you you were right about them being that. So I was wrong about the Giants being top five offensively because they show no signs of that throughout mm-hmm. the entire season. Yep. Then you play the Ravens. I, I think it's the Ravens after that. Yeah, or or no, the Bills. The Bills. That uh-huh. that's the that's the game where I think both our grandmothers can run through that defense. Yeah. Let, 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 let's just face it. The Bills defense all season long was giving up 200-yard rushing performances. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Jay Ajayi. I mean, who else ran for 200 Ajayi yards? ran twice on him. Bell got him once. and But that's like 700 yards, man, in three games. That's, hey, man. That, that's again, you play who's on your schedule. Um, All, all, all in this and my point to say – and and if I if I hear Max Kellerman say one more time that that defense is playing at an elite level, I'm gonna smack the hell out of him because with those games, you a hater. That and look, if I'm sound like I'm hating, so be it. Take leading take it take it as you will. Leading, leading I'm hating sack since week eleven. 
I'm hating. That's right. 16 Everybody, points a game. All y'all Steelers fans out there, I'm, I'm hating. But I gave y'all some facts. Those were the teams that they played during that win streak. I'll hey. give you credit for the Chiefs win. I'll give you credit for that. And the Dolphins win. The Dolphins. Again, I, I think I think everybody I think everybody winning expected record. I, winning record. Okay, winning record, but from a from an offensive on a win streak themselves from a, going into the playoffs. Sure, sure. From an offensive standpoint, not a top five offense. And don't forget, the Ravens put up twenty seven on that defense in the, in the win all in the win or go home game. Mm-hmm. He put up twenty seven. So well, everybody I, that's saying the, hey, the defense is elite, everybody's talking about the Pittsburgh steel curtains. We were playing elite. Your boy Max Kellerman was say like, "We were playing elite foot defense." He didn't say we was an elite defense. Okay, whatever. But anyway, Greg O'Hara uh, says Brady hasn't thrown an interception to the Steelers since 2005. Well, get ready, nigga. All right. Well, it's it, going down. Well, here, here's my point here: the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't built. To beat the Patriots, and what makes you say that? Well, let, let's look at the history. Uh, 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 let's, no, no, no. Let's look at the history okay. of the Patriots getting beat in the playoffs the, over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Denver Broncos beat them twice. Mm-hmm. They got a they got a really good defense. You hold the Patriots to in the teens, you're going to beat the Patriots but with break, that defense. But hold on, but you, you pat, break it down. Good pass rushes. Okay. Von Miller and uh, okay. and uh, um, Demarcus Ware. Okay. Now I'm not comparing James Harrison and, and, and Bud Dupree to them. No, that's not what I'm doing. Okay. But if you're not gonna tell me they ain't been two of the best pass rushers since this winning streak happened. Yeah, they they've been doing they've their been thing. Doing their sure, damn thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, again, let me... I, I'm sitting here thinking like who's been a, who's been a better two a better outside linebacker duo since Bud Dupree came back in the lineup. Sure. Sure, no question about it. Again, you brought up Von Miller and the Broncos. Stout defense, pass rushers. You hold Brady to 13, 14 points, you beat the Patriots. Go back 2012, Ravens in the AFC Championship game. We held them to 13 points. And we were ranked like 17th, but we got the Brady. We, we rushed the passer. We held, you, you got to hold the teams. And I'll go back a few years after that, Maestro. You remember that Jet team that had Ladanian Thomas and Antonio Holmes and mm-hmm. uh, Sanchez, and then they had Bart Scott on defense mm-hmm. rushing the passer? You know how many points the Jets held the Patriots to in that game? Held them to 14 points. You got you gotta you gotta be able to hold the Patriots to 13 to 16 points to beat the Patriots. You're not gonna beat the Patriots in a shootout. And, I don't and, see how you're seeing that. Though. And 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 with the way, and and again, I'm just I'm making points. I'm all making you're talking facts. About is what's happening in the past, and I'm talking about if you're looking at this team. But it's been right consistent now. though. Okay, but if you're looking at this team this year in comparison to my team this year, mm-hmm. running game, we can keep Tom Brady off the field. Okay, that defense Good can't point. stop Le'Veon Bell. Good point. Okay. Um. Antonio Brown and Malcolm Butler, you already know what that is. Okay. But on on offense, off their offense against our defense, there is not there is not a receiver mm-hmm. that can open this game up because Gronk is not playing. Don't give me Edelman is good at possessions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, 
I'm talking about and Martellus Bennett has some kind of injury going on. If I say because if I say Martellus Bennett ain't been nowhere, then Greg, please inform me where Martellus Bennett been because I ain't heard his name since Gronk came back. And now he gone. They won games. I mean, they so won games. There's that. Ninja, what's up, man? Well, yeah, what up? So then there's that. And then, um, okay, Gert, uh, LeGert, is LeGert Blunt even playing? Yeah. Okay, so he'll yeah. be there. I'm not, LeGert Blunt is And, and Deion Lewis and, balled against the Texans. Not, that's not going to happen against Pittsburgh. I, I, put I don't know about that. But they, he did that against the number one defense. What makes you damn. think he won't do that to the Steelers? Damn. I don't give a what damn. What makes you think he won't do that to Pittsburgh? I, that's not going to happen. Oh, okay. They, okay. They, that's not gonna happen. Okay. They've reinvented the team since Gronk. Not even thinking about him. So you don't want him back on your team? Grego Grego understands where I'm coming from. Grego you have a to damn be you have, fan. What you Sure, mean? but Grego, if you agree with me, in order to beat the Patriots, you have to hold their offense to thirteen to fourteen points. Look at the I just gave you the history of when the only the only offensive team that beat the Patriots in a playoff game was the 06 Colts. And look, Ben Roethlisberger is a great quarterback. He's not no Peyton Manning. You know, let, let let's get that out the way. So again, you play solid defense against this team, you're you're, you're going to win this game, but I just don't see how you hold the Patriots to just 14, 15 points. So I, I just, I just don't see that. So you're saying if we hold them to 20, we can't beat them? If you hold them to 20, uh, I'd say it's 50-50. But again, you're, you're in Foxborough. Let's, I mean, I'm saying if we, hold, if we hold them to 20 points, you're telling me that Pittsburgh still is offense against that defense can't score 21. And that's not what I'm, I'm just, I'm just throwing a numbers well, out there. For the well, let's numbers. see. You, you put up 18 against the Chiefs. On field goals. You know, just yeah. 20 to 20. Uh, sure, sure. And again, that red zone defense ain't nothing like the Chiefs red sure. zone defense. Um, and, and, and I'll, I'll remind you, the Patriots, number one scoring defense. I mean, make of that what you will. And here comes Grego. He says, and Le'Veon will get his yards from the 20 to 20. May go for 150 and no touchdowns. A.B. will be a problem, but Butler plays him well. And help will be on the way. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with two-thirds of that, Grego. But, again, in my in my eyes, I'm not sure the Steelers are built to beat the Patriots. I'm, I'm just not sure. And, and, and look, I, I, I hope a sinkhole forms in well, the middle of the clear. field. They I, I, I hope a sinkhole They just don't want us to beat the Patriots. Forms you know what I'm saying? In the middle of they the said field. we couldn't beat the Chiefs. This and way, we didn't even play a good game, and we beat the Chiefs. This way, they don't play the game, and let's just let's just have the Falcons and the Packers play for the Super Bowl trophy. Hey, look, how, how about we just do that? Stay away to seven, man. Mm, I think the buck stops here. I, th- I think it's. I, I mean, again, um, I'm, I'm just not sure y'all built. To beat the Patriots, right, well, so we're gonna find out. We yeah, we we definitely gonna find out. One on thing we're not gonna find out is was the Ravens built to beat the Patriots? Yeah, we're not gonna find that out. Damn sure we're we, not. We're we not gonna find that out. But y'all gonna be on the couch with us next week. Uh, I, I'm sure of that. So, all right, folks, uh, let's let's kind of wrap the show up here, and uh, we appreciate everybody coming in here to the chat room. Um, whoever's out there listening that wasn't in the chat room, we appreciate you listening as well. I also want to thank Janelle Henderson for coming on, spending some time with us. 
doing some basketball talk and all that good stuff. Uh, don't forget, folks, uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast on iTunes and just click subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. And also, don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is Barbershop SPOR2. And also, if you got any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So, I'm Trey Frazier. He's Maestro Styles. That's it for the show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace Same out. Have a great evening. So what up, man? But we out of here. Yeah. And you know it don't stop I'm grinding around that clock Mastermind of my second album My first album just dropped Scored a touchdown on my first down Niggas wrote I was gonna fly See I hustle like my mama But I look just like my pops <laughs> And we still ducking cops Ride around and take shots Hennessy for my enemies Niggas know I'm taking a spot Cause that scope up on the play clock Show just how I came from way back Just like T.I.P. told you ASAP But you niggas rapping like ASAP ASAP get a crit Oh that's your dream car Nigga that's my old whip Oh, that's your dream, girl. Nigga, that's my old bitch. Oh, that's your new flow. Nigga, that's my old shit. This that new crit shit, that cold shit. Them country nigga. One for the money, two for the show. Three for them hoes saying anything. Yo, they say they ready for whatever. They say they ready for whatever. I've been around the world twice to be exact. Six bad bitches and they left up in the back. They say they ready for whatever. <laughs> they say they ready for whatever. Yo, 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 Chris, shout out, look what we got. My face beating it now. At the old school, if my old school was a poster bone, yo, block. She broad show like she was posing you up and on cause she bought. Cole, I hate to say it, but I got to say that I wish that they would just stop. So fuck these haters, fuck these hoes that ain't slamming those on they drive. Y'all niggas too young to remember how to side you to be, but I'm not. So when they call me snapping, Cadillac, spoke to you, but don't believe y'all pop. Y'all crit with here and off over the shit, bitch, wait till my album drop. Get Say that's your new car, nigga, that's my old slab. Say that's your new bitch, nigga, that's my old stab. Oh, that's your new flow, that shit sounds so trash. This that new crit shit, that cold shit, them country niggas. Hold up, but don't forget about Compton, nigga. One for the money, two for the show. Three for no limit and the rest for death row. That means I've been bad about it and this is the realest shit I ever wrote. And if anyone ever doubted, then they are the loudest of liars I know. I only desire to blow. She only desire to blow and I hope that my dick is a whistling flute. And that's not the instrumental. Now pick up my coat. You let that motherfucker drag like RuPaul, I drag your ass to the flow, bitch, I can admit, I'ma recover that dick, paraphernalia that is, telling the doctor I'm sick, head, doctor I'm needing your lips, yeah, proper analogy for it, if I can afford it, then I won't ignore it, clear, cut me a palace in Porsche, right when I floor it, that's when I switch gears, living my life on Uranus, uh, keeping one foot in your anus, uh, the other foot all on your neck. Repeatedly stumped till I break it on. Uh, bitch, I'm the man of respect. These bitches are telling me take it. DJ Khaled, even if I had Khaled's holding the torch, ain't no challenge. One for ain't the it? money, two for the show. Three for them hoes saying anything. Yo, they say they ready for whatever. They say they ready for whatever. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle? Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.
The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.